0: Today, Jell-O's deep vivid richness is locked right into the tiny jello particles where time can't touch it.
1: We made a pact. A pact that we can't go back on.
0: Tomorrow, order jello puddings and see if you don't say they're just like grandma's, only more so. Hello
2: and welcome to Skeleton Sing Along, the campfire of Ram Jack.
1: Greetings, listeners! I am your host, Alex, and joining me today, as always, is our good friend and co host, Brad. Hello. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! I got spooked for a second. I got scared. (laughs) It's October, the spookiest month of the year! Spooky. Spooky. We've been, uh. I have Joey on all of the Halloween specials. Nice. He fucking loves them. We watched Hocus Pocus last night, and I think he watched it for the first time, like paying attention. Because normally he'll kind of watch and be like, okay, cool, okay, cool. He was invested. He had his hands up near his face. Like, he was saying stuff to the television, putting his hands up. Like, he was invested in these witches. He loved oh, the cat. Thackeray Binks. He's like, you know what, Alex? We should get a cat like Thackeray. I want a cat that talks. Isn't that cool? Is he gonna live forever? Why did he die at the end? Did he die? Because, I mean, like, the afterlife is death, isn't it? Like, that's not a real thing, is it? Like, Joey, let's tell some scary stories about reality. You would be shocked. But he loves, I mean, yeah. He loves scary things. Um, but yeah, welcome to the show, guys. It's Halloween. Ooh. This is Halloween, and we have Halloween-themed stuff. Of course, we're going to talk about some scary happenings in our own backyards. Um, What's happening in my backyard? <laughs> more in a minute. <laughs> we're also, g- <laughs> also going to be uh, talking about an, uh, a genuine classic, and that is uh, a Jack Benny Halloween special uh- from the... Forties, Forty-one, You said forty-one. Yes, it's it's a goodie. I think I think we'll all enjoy it. I, I freaking love it. Can't wait to talk about it because Brad needs to explain a few things to me. Oh yeah, so many things. So many things just to jump into, and I love just jumping into and having so many things to talk about. Um, beyond that, we have some updates on some terrifying trends and new terrifying mm-hmm. trends to worry you about, guys. We got a good show. We got a great it's show. Chuck a block full. Chuck a block a full. Pay attention. Pay attention.
2: Pay attention, motherfuckers, alright? Stop that lackadaisical podcast listening, alright? I want you to focus. Oh, you, oh, I'm at work! I'm at work! I have to pay attention to this document! And if I don't get these numbers correct, uh, people can get fucked. You fuck those people, alright? <laughs> fuck them. Why don't you take an extra long break and
1: focus? Pay yeah. attention! Pay attention. I mean, you never know between the yucks, what scary Um, ramjack Halloween holiday bit you're gonna hear Ooh, maybe true. the podcast is listening to you <gasps> Maybe there's the full moon. Who knows? Oh, but
2: I can't pay attention. I've I've got to walk my pet armadillo. First of all, why do you have an armadillo, you fucking asshole? That's not a pet. That's gross.
1: Can you do that? I thought it was illegal to have a pet armadillo.
2: (sighs) It should be if it's not. Hmm. Also, you're a criminal. So uh, why don't you focus on this podcast and stop breaking laws?
1: Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of a stronger reason to listen to a podcast. Stop breaking laws and listen.
2: Yeah, you're a real criminal.
1: Everybody's a criminal these days, though, right, Brad? Mm. Right? Mm. I don't think so. Though. Maybe we should stop being criminals.
2: Well, in Donald Trump's America, I'm sure we're all criminals.
1: <laughs> Goodness. I'm sorry,
2: President Trump. President Trump. By the time if this they're... episode comes out, like, we'll be right on the cusp of that nightmare.
1: Goodness. Can you imagine if he becomes president, mate? Like, we really, I mean, we're both white wow. dudes. So I guess even if worst case we could say yeah it's all just it's all just podcast banter you know what's up all this time they'll that come we, for you, us you know, last blatantly yeah they'll come for us last we'll have to protect those who can't protect themselves in this place because it's all against them yeah huh. but Shirley, Brad what do you give me odds no uh, I don't even want to know the odds odds are we're
2: fucked either way like it doesn't matter like you don't
1: think we're you don't think we're fucked in that in that Trump way though right
2: mm, that way where he kisses you like a little bitch whatever that means. What did that Goodness. mean? It just
1: gets and worse. I, and then I kiss her like a little bitch. Wait, what? You're a little bitch? Like, what does that mean? No, no, it's just you know you're egging me on with this locker room talk. Uh, yeah, but then you I'd... did. You, then you did the thing that was the locker room talk. So that's not locker room talk. That's, yeah, that's doing nothing. That's being gross. That's being. That's being gross, dog.
2: Yeah. Monsters. Ooh, spooky.
1: Brad, let's get anecdotal for a minute.
2: Let's do it. What's happening? Just, What's
1: happening, let's just, Alex? Let's just talk about some stuff happening around. That's festive. That's festive. I have I have two events. One was a corporate event that we're kind of forced to go to annually. Mm-hmm. And another is a festive Halloween event at the theme park. Nice. Let's go with the corporate one first. Let's do it. Now, every once in a while, my em- employer will get our... Main team, which is like marketing and creative services, and um, there's another one, something called loyalty, which won't mean anything to anyone outside of the company. Anyway, the creative types we get together, we have a, like a creative outing, and family is encouraged to attend if you want. Like, this is a family event to get everyone out and just oh, socialize. Worst. It starts in the afternoon, and it goes, in, I think, until, like, 8 or 10.30 at night. It, Gross. It's crazy. You're killing me. Now, unlike the other events, this has all the trappings to be something super fun, because there's not a lot of corporate talk. We're supposed to get out of the office, um, into each other's lives, and just, you know, have fun. That's
2: even worse the one the one thing that that we're forced to talk about is work stuff when you take that away and it's just enforced fun hey let's get away from work and let's have a good time with our families together together us people that aren't actually friends together it's great it's not great we're not really friends we just work together no we're friends it's cool no it's not cool it's the worst
1: (laughs) um so this one was at the newport aquarium which i've been to we have Annual passes to, so we've been to the aquarium many times. Nice. And uh, as you know, a lover of science and animal facts, of course, I know all about the aquarium.
2: I so. lived next door to the Newport Aquarium for many years, and I've still <laughs> never been to the Newport Aquarium, dude. <laughs> next time you, you're you not you hadn't been either. I—I <laughs> I, I don't when know did if you I've first been. first
1: go? The first time I went to the Newport Aquarium, I honestly cannot remember. It was—I believe it had to be. It might have been. I don't know. I went well before. Who did I go with? Hmm. I think I went with some people from school. Oh, okay. NKU a long time ago. But I hadn't been, like, in a while. Like, I didn't go regularly. Not when you okay. have a kid, it's different because, you sure, know, obviously sure. kids are super interested in it. And I've been a lot more. I've been a lot more s- since knowing Joey and Emily than I had any of the times before that. Right, right, right. Let's just say I'm an ex- at this point in my life, I am an experienced aquarium um, patron, so I know what's all right, up. All right, all So they right, took us right. to the aquarium room. There's, like, a giant, like, wall, wall-sized wall aquarium in it, whatever. There's bigger aquariums downstairs, whatever. And we all are in this room. Now, they give us—this might be your nightmare, Brad. We go in, okay. and they give us name tag. They hand them out. Here's the name tag. Put your name on it. Go sit at the table with whatever number it is. So oh. obviously, you're yep, you're being thrust into people you may not know. Ugh... Oh sit down... There are people I kind of know that are in my department, but there are people who aren't. So I sit down with this one guy and I I cannot remember his name, but that doesn't matter. But he was telling me what Kroger was like 40 years ago, because that's when he started working at Kroger. And interesting, interesting tidbits from the 70s in Kroger. First off, in the 70s, they still used old mechanical registers, which makes yeah. sense because the digital yeah. age didn't happen really until the 80s. But yeah, I was gonna really say, I, I
2: remember like places in Jackson having like old timey cash registers.
1: <laughs> I don't remember places in Jackson having old timey. Wiggly Wiggly. Really?
2: Yeah. All-timey cash registers? Like, when we were teens or kids, like, yeah. I, I barely remember it, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, he... I, I asked him, I was like, wow, dude, like, from the 70s, if you're talking mechanical, then you've been with the company through the digital transition. And it stopped for a second, and it caught him off guard to really realize that. He said, holy... He's like... Wow, yeah. Wow. Like, for some reason, that hit him in a way that made him reflect on life. So that stopped that conversation for a few minutes. He just kind of actually kind of, like, looked off for a second and was, like, something detached <laughs> in him. What have I, was I like, done right. with my life? Okay, am sorry about that. I wasted, didn't like anyone wasted, at the table. Wasted. It's all wasted. Oh, it starts in five minutes, huh? Okay. Oh. Well, we <laughs> got off on the right foot. But his stories were also interesting because he remembers standing in line on Christmas Eve, happy holidays, under Kroger back in the 70s, and the line was so long that it started at the registers and went all the way back to the back of the store and trailed down the meat department. He said, I was, we were in line for like an hour, hour and a half. Mm. And you just kind of chilled. He said, like, it became like a social outing. All these people in line. And think about the 70s, man, because everyone knew everybody's business. Like, these weren't strangers. He's were like, oh, hey, for an hour and a half. Just give me my food. Just give me my food.
2: My first my first job was a bagger at a Kroger grocery store in Jackson. And my first night of work was the night before Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, dude.
2: I was, that like, was I cruel. Was, Why did they do <gasps> that to you? No fucking clue. It's such bullshit. Like, oh, it was like I was I, I so wanted to quit like immediately, obviously, because it was the fucking worst. Like I had to stay half an hour late on my first night. <sighs>
1: that is people getting their turkeys people mad that they're not getting stuff on time people where's the cranberry sauce you ran out of cramp where's the stuffing can you bag a little faster please pro tip don't put my chicken or my not my chicken my turkey in with my uh boxes thank you (laughs) new guy first day my turkey with my boxes (laughs) my boxes of stuffing or whatever else my other accoutrements
2: (laughs) i would like three turkeys and two boxes
1: please (laughs) two boxes of your finest pies and step on it hurry i'm paying you aren't i yeah, that would be a nightmare, Worst. made I'm sorry about that. Worst. But the lines didn't stretch to the back of the store, did they? I don't know.
2: They were very long. Who knows? I, I, I don't know.
1: So this guy was became a shell of a person for the briefest of moments. I cracked mm-hmm. him on accident, mm-hmm. asking the hard questions, or just bringing up general observations about what we're talking about. Um, to be completely honest, these events, as much as they sound like nightmares to many people... Are actually kind of fun in their own ways the only part that isn't fun at any of these events is there's this one guy who fancies himself a storyteller and we've got to stop him like there, there has to be some sort of feedback where we say like alright guy come take a knee you're out you can't tell stories anymore you'll never be a Jack Benny just stop because your stories aren't fun they're just weird. Brad, let me, take you, let me tell you a little bit of his story. And just brushing over it will be better than when he did. Okay. This guy stands up, and I don't remember if we talked about it on the show, but at the last event that was mandated, not like this family outing kind of thing, he told the story of the starfish. You know, where there's the, there's the beach and there's a kid throwing starfishes in the ocean. This old guy comes up and says, What are you doing, sonny? you never be able to get all those starfishes in the ocean. They're just gonna die. You should just give up. And the kid says, Mister, it may not mat- I, I may not be able to get all the starfishes in the ocean again, but this one star the starfish that I do throw in, it matters to them, and that's why I do it. Okay, that's just like a general telling of the starfish story. Fair uh-huh. enough. This guy breaks down crying during it on stage in front of all of us. There are what people like reaching fuck? over and holding the hands of people at their table, people co-workers that are super close, like starting to tear up because a man is crying on stage. What the fuck are we doing? Fair enough. So this guy gets back up, and we're all we're we all brace ourselves, assuming like God damn it, is he going to for- tell the starfish story again at the aquarium? Is I, this I, all you have?
2: <laughs> I I have, I have a question for what's he what's what's his rig out? What's he wearing?
1: Um, he looks like a, like, trying to be a cool preacher. Gross. His his jeans are a few generations old. Like, he's still wearing 90s baggy jeans. And he's never transitioned from his pants. He's kind of got a polo going. I think he's got a gold chain. Ah. Like, ah. his haircut's the same. His skin has seen too much sun. What do you but mean his he... The haircut's the same? What does that mean? <laughs> his haircut's what you would expect. It's like... <laughs> his haircut's the same he had when he was in college. It's it's Ooh. short but kind of gelled and kind of pushed back. All right. He's oh. he's a ti- he's in time in the in the, like the late nineties, early knots. Again, his skin is it's weathered slightly. Anyway, he gets up and he's looking at the audience. He's got an earring. Um, oh. Trying to be a cool preacher. He's trying to oh, kind of get no. like a evangelical vibe to him in his storytelling. So you know he goes to church and he's just trying to break into this. And it's like, oh, I could, I can do this. I have a gift. God gave me a gift of storytelling. He didn't. Because gods aren't real. <laughs> You're not yeah. good at this. So he starts, he comes up, Brad. He starts, he just looks at us all and goes, beep. of lets that rest for a minute. Like a beat far longer than he should. Just looks at us, like, looks at us, sizing us up, and we're all thinking, fuck (sighs) off, man. Can we just, can we all just agree to get through this to when there's an open bar, and let's just chill, please. Oh, open bar. (sighs) This this event just got better. Well, they give us tickets, I mean, so as long Uh, as you can, like, farm tickets from people who are leaving early, then yeah, it's... It's pretty open.
2: Not worth the effort. Okay. Beep.
1: Ugh. Dude, you've... Okay, there's a rule of three in storytelling. You do something three times and then you, you you do it. You don't... Beep. You're doing it five to six times. This has gone on for a minute. Seriously, Brad. <laughs> bring, bring out the stop. cane.
2: Bring out the cane.
1: Yes, it's... Fuck, everyone's getting awkward about it. He says, imagine hearing that sound at night. Okay. I I just I just lived it. Like yeah, you just you did a good job finding out how annoying it is. He talks about how at night he heard this and it drove him crazy. So he got everyone up oh, that explains in his it. house. Yeah. <laughs> that's what drove it's, it's the first, this is when this all started. He got everyone up. He woke up his wife and his like young son and they went around the house trying to figure out what the sound was.
2: And no one else could hear it.
1: <laughs> Dude, we'll we'll find it, Dad, we'll find it, I promise. (laughs) You might might not be too far from the mark, friend, because he thought, you know, smoke alarms at night, they'll go off and they'll drive you crazy. So he went around to every smoke alarm in the house, got all the batteries out of them, and after that, they all looked at each other, he said he was with his son. It took him about 15 to 30 minutes to get all the, I don't know how many smoke alarms this guy has in his house. He takes the batteries out and they wait and he's like, I finally got it solved. Beep. And he says, God damn it. And he says he knew he messed up because he looked at his son and his son like wide-eyed looked at him. Uh, so he tells this story like over the course of five minutes and then it just ends abruptly. They never find out what caused the sound. It wasn't the smoke alarms. He never tells us what it was. But that's that's not a story. (laughs) No, it isn't. But what the real story, what the sneaker story was, Brad, is that his son now says, "God damn it!" all the time, and it's his fault because you never know when kids are listening to you. What the fuck is this story? <laughs> so what? Yeah, dude, that's like, if you if your child arbitrarily says, "God damn it," and it's because of you, what does it matter? It doesn't God damn it, matter. It's not a bad thing to say.
2: Oh fuck this asshole! Fuck him.
1: Somehow, he tries to incorporate this into the event to try to get us to act like children again? I have no idea. At this point, we're is all like there is each other. Like, like, this or is he has he just been a dude? Real. I think it's just a dude. I hope it's just a dude. Cause
2: like, because that's fucking religious bullshit in a corporate event. I would take that to HR. Dude, I asshole. have
1: mentioned before people bring up religious stuff at corporate events because it's weird. Because a lot of Jesus try to like do like some kind of like sneak evangelizing and it's strange. Oh, fuck that bullshit. Like, just like subtle enough to her, like, mm, just stop, please. Don't force this on anybody. Ugh. Um, But this guy says, we should start, like, let that be a lesson to you. You should be like, we should be like children. Like, it doesn't make any sense with any of the things he's saying. So we're like, all right, just stop talking. Let's humor him enough. I, I just keep hearing this beeping, Alex. is um,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, is, what does it mean? <laughs> Brad, I don't, I don't hear the uh-huh. beep. I would give anything if there wasn't a beep and this dude is crazy because I i wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me.
2: Oh, it he's definitely crazy. That's me. no
1: question. Uh, worse I'm sorry. My story is slightly derailed by beeping because my sugar is low. I didn't realize it. I started feeling weird. Give me a second. Jonathan, I'm so sorry if any of this makes it into the show because I'm eating sugar tablets right now. Bring I just up. thought it was,
2: too, it was too funny that there was beeping. I had to comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! We should all be like children and repeat what our parents... Um... I, I Dude, say, I think... It. Like, what's the... I don't...
1: We should be like children. Understand we're in a public place, and whatever we say, people might pick up and will reflect badly on our company. That doesn't make sense with anything you just said.
2: No, that means, like, you should be like shitty parents that are afraid of words.
1: Yeah, okay he says. like also don't be afraid to smile and have fun i want everyone right now in the room to smile fuck what? you <laughs> fuck dude. you okay look don't tell people to smile you shouldn't tell people to smile i know we're all i know you're a white dude and you you <sighs> come at this without knowing that yeah, I, 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 let's just be a little sensitive toward the fact that I, there's there's a knowledge now we're having a society that you know Gross dudes tell women to smile all the time and it's kind of a gross thing to kind of like be catcalled like that. So don't say, all right, men, ladies, you just call out ladies directly. Now it's like, are you doing this on purpose? Like, what? Uh, everyone smile. Okay, everybody, find a partner, find a partner, look in their eyes. Look at everyone, stand up and find a partner, look in their eyes and smile. Dog, really? (laughs) killing me killing me really I looked at my partner and said I'm sorry that a white dude is telling you to smile because it was a woman and she laughed and said thank you <laughs> nice work thank you nice work <laughs> thankfully they eventually did bring out the uh, the little hook on this guy they're like alright okay well let's get started on the scavenger hunt because everyone loves a good scavenger oh, hunt. God. Brad, you went, this was probably the best scavenger hunt we've had on any of these events. Now, granted, okay, look, I'm saying all this. I don't want to despair. <laughs> there, there's fun to be had here. It's not like a nightmare. It's not like people are like, fuck. Some people are like that because it's, it's not mandatory, but it's kind of like you, you need to come and rub elbows with your fellow coworkers. And there's some grating things like this dude telling starfish stories and fucking weird beeping stories. But the scavenger hunt can be fun, and there's a bit of camaraderie there. We had a little ragtag group of people. Um, everyone got three sheets, and we were challenged by the people at the aquarium because they said we only had an hour and there's no way we could finish it in an hour. Um, everyone finished it in an hour because everyone has Google and everyone googled most of the answers that were on the thing because it was like a seeking scavenger hunt. And if you did it right, then yes, it would be challenging to do it in an hour. But come on. That's something else about these scavenger hunts. Everyone cheats and it's kind of, okay, I guess we're just gonna live with that. So we halved the sheet. We like one team took one sheet, and then my team took um, two of the sheets, and we went off. And because I knew my way around the aquarium, we decided that um, we would take the more challenging, like at least physical location place, places of it, because it was an order of the aquarium kind of walk through the questions. Mm-hmm. And where we were in location kind of plopped us in the middle of it. So I was like, trust, I can navigate this place. Let's go. So we went. I mean, it's interesting conversation, Brad. I, I quickly realized that not everyone has the affinity that I would say Ramjack faithful listeners probably have with animal facts or just science in general, really. Um, so I tried to kind of, um, I guess, quickly transcribe after it happened some of the maybe some just some of the teammate banter, trying to answer questions. So just for so you guys know, here's the question that one of the questions we were trying to find: What fish can walk? across land and survive outside of water for 60 hours.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, I don't remember the exact name of this fish, but I know it Jesus. exists. Jesus. we should have. I should have wrote down Jesus. That is <laughs> so amazing. I think it's the Jesus fish. Yeah, the Jesus fish. Oh, yeah. There's a Jesus fish. Oh, there's a Jesus fish. Mermaids. Oh,
2: they can't. Oh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: they can survive in the water for 60 hours, though. I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah. Is a mermaid a fish? Well, that's a that's a that's that's an age-old question. Maybe we should just stop. Let's derail everything and talk about it. Um, I wish I was that. I was in the mode of, like, we're going to find animal facts. And when you put me in an animal facts mode, Brad, none of this nonsense will fly. Nice. So I knew, I've heard of this fish. I think it lives in Africa. And it basically, yeah, it can use its appendages as basically legs. And it just goes from pond to pond as need be. Whether there's a low oxygen level in one, and kind of find another pond with more oxygen, or just fish, or mating, I mean, come on, come on. So I knew it existed, and I knew where it was in the aquarium, but I couldn't remember the name of it. But I f- said, alright, I know where this is, let's go, everyone look at the plaques there, and we'll figure it out. So on the way, one of my teammates looks at me and says, oh, it's a starfish. To which I say, well, a starfish isn't a fish. She says, really? Like, how is it not a fish? It's in the name. I mean, come on. Yeah, exactly. Come
2: on, dummy starfish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I say, well, one reason is that they don't have bones, and all fish have bones. It's kind of how we classify them. It's not a crustacean, but I know it's something. I, I But the name of what it is exactly escapes me, but I know it's not a fish. Um, it's an echinoderm, by the way, or a acaidoo. I can't remember how to pronounce it, but it's basically the same thing that, um, uh, what are those little medusas, a lot of part of the coral reef. We all know what they are. Come on psychiatrist. Like, and then she says, could it be a turtle? To which I kind of just stopped for a second. cuz that I'm looking around trying I'm looking at plaques, I'm trying to find shit for her to say could it be a turtle is so far off base that I'm not really sure how to answer <laughs> that immediately. Like I tried to answer your question about starfish in a way that was kind of trying to educate you in it too like oh okay well fish have bones. <laughs> Starfish don't have bones. It's something different. It's not a crustacean. It, well, how about a turtle? I pause, and then someone, another teammate says, no, turtles are amphibians. To which I say, yes, without thinking, because I'm like, let's dismiss this and go on. But then I say, yes, actually, no. No, turtles are reptiles. They're not amphibians. And then the first teammate again says, well, then what is an alligator? To which I say, it's also a reptile. Oh, boy. Thankfully, another teammate runs up and says, hey, I found that fish you were talking about over here. So we all run over to find the fish. It wasn't a starfish. And it was surprisingly, it wasn't a starfish. Though well, after we found it, she went over to someone who was with the starfish exhibit and was talking to them. And she came over and said, "You know, they told me a starfish can last outside of the water for sixty hours. Are we sure it isn't a starfish?" Um, so it which, doesn't walk, and it's not a fish. Exactly. So, which we were still by the plaque, kind of, and I pointed to it and said, "Well, over there, if you read it." And she went over and read it, and she said, "Oh, yeah." And then later, she asked more questions, and I was just kind of answering stuff. And she said, "Are you just humoring me when I'm asking, when I'm saying these things about fish, and aquatic life?" And I kind of said, yeah, because you're just saying random stuff that, no. I don't know how else to tell this. I don't know how to call you. I don't know how to say, sorry, that's stupid. Why didn't you you're leave You're just very, very dumb. And look, I get it. And a lot of people don't know anything about marine biology, because, Brad, you never went to the aquarium over there. Sure. But I still think you know the difference between an amphibian, a reptile, and a fish. Maybe yeah. not like a starfish, but you know that that's not... Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that much. I get that much. You know, it's not. Yeah, like you know, basic marine biology. I know
2: basic elementary school uh, yeah, animal what? facts. Definitely.
1: Right? So much of this bullshit going on here, and I'm thinking, you know, it's good that we came here so you people know. Not that we need to know these marine animal facts. Just <clears> everyone needs exist, a broad but... base of general knowledge. Yeah, you just to live in society, you need an amount of general knowledge. It's a starfish. Probably, it's probably a turtle fish. Oh, Is it an alligator fish? No. Are this related really to mermaids? I really wish she have said something about. Mer- there was a mermaid exhibit to which everyone went in really excited about. Don't know why. It's people in a costume, and they came out feeling weird. A lot of the people came out and just said, "That's just a girl in a bikini and a, like a fake fishtail." Really. <laughs> What else were you thinking it was going to be? You think it was going to be an animatronic robot? (laughs) You think they had real mermaids? I think they got some mer. I
2: think they got some mer in there. I heard tell they got meres.
1: (laughs) That happened. I'm not joking with you. There were at least five people that came to me a little sad they weren't real mermaids. And I didn't know how to react to that. Other than to laugh and make fun of them. To which, I think two of the people took it wrong. Like, they felt a little ashamed that they would... Cause they should. They, they should. should feel ashamed. Thank you, Brad. Feel I got validation shame. here. Yeah, no, they, people People need some shame. It's so weird. But they also have, like, giant cards, so each mermaid has, like, a personality and, like, a backstory, and you just see them, in, like, suspended in some kind of, like, fish... They're just in a giant fish stick swimming around. Don't understand it. It's so weird. That's about all we have at the aquarium, Brad. just man geez. it was crazy, man uh,
2: like a couple of months ago we had to do some really awful team building thing at work. oh boy oh like I, I don't do events like fuck events, fuck any of that shit, not gonna do it, but like then we have we oh every time we have a meeting like a little team meeting, and it's just like our like team like it's like I don't know twelve fifteen people tops I don't know how many people I work with um Like, we always do these stupid little, like, games and, like, get to know you's, and... Oh, it's the bane of my existence. And, um, my boss got married recently, so we were kind of doing a, um, a... a, She was about to, um, have our wedding and a honeymoon, so she was gonna be out of the office. So, for fun, we did a, um, a newlywed game...
1: Oh, boy. Um,
2: Paired up randomly. And um, I was paired up with one of my coworkers, who, in my defense, I will say, um, she's the newest person on our team. Um, She probably started a month and a half after me. So she's only really been there, I don't know, maybe two months. And I, of course, do not um, associate with my coworkers at all, when at all possible. Um, I always try to get out of that. Um, So we were in, in, like... We had, like, a couple minutes just to, like, you know, talk to each other, just try to get as much information as we could. I didn't really care, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, whatever. Let's try to get these basic things, and uh, we'll just, we'll go from there. We'll, whatever. Um, and then, like, I panicked, because I was like, I don't know if I remember her name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Oh boy!
2: And like I, by chance, I was somehow like somehow I just I, I had it somewhere in my subconscious, um. But it was a real guess, and I was really sweating bullets, <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Obviously, nowhere near an altar. If you can't even remember like her I kinda, her name. like
2: because like you know and because like the first because the first question was supposed to be the easy one. Um, um we have to write each other's we have to write each other's names, and oh, you better spell it correctly. Um, and I was <laughs> like, I'm, I think it's Priscilla. I'm pretty sure it's Priscilla. Ah. Uh. Uh, might be Priscilla, may not be, but like you know, it, it's nobody's taking it very seriously. So we're just kind of laughing. Her, so we get through, and so and we say who our, who our partner is, and like I just kind of like, and I just kind of like motion, and she says my name, and I'm and I'm saying, and I but I kind of say Priscilla under my breath, like get the, across. Like luckily her name is Priscilla, so I got away with it. But like
1: nice, nice, ooh. nice, 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 nice.
2: Ooh, I was panicked. Um, and then, of course, like uh, we hadn't gotten any of the information we actually needed, so I just made up hilarious, funny answers um, that were very good, and uh, we got second place because my answers were more entertaining than other people's answers because other That's people amazing. were trying to do this seriously. Oh, and so then I got two, uh, two uh, departmental dollars. What? <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah, because we do this bullshit thing where you get like these, oh, it's like money for our department and you can use it for things. If you accumulate enough, you can buy like office supplies or theoretically um, get an early release from work one day, theoretically, when you have enough. I don't know how much that is. It's not like it's posted. Uh, This is just going to sit at the bottom of my desk because it'll be a cold fucking day in hell when I hand somebody a big goofy looking cartoon dollar bill for anything Never going to happen. I'm a grown-ass man. No.
1: (laughs) Unless someone gives you, like, the equivalent of, like, one of those giant gaudy checks that are in, like... Let's say hundreds of thousands or even tens of thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, it better be
2: money. It better be money. It yeah, better not then be leaving work early if, ten minutes early one day.
1: If that giant no. thing is actually a check, then I guess you would have to hand that over to a bank at some point. In which case... Sure. Sure.
2: But then, then it's going to be enough money that I don't have to come back to this job. True. <laughs> like...
1: And which goodbye. Would, it
2: wouldn't take that much money. It wouldn't take that much money to make that happen. Uh, That's insane. If anybody wants to send me a giant check, um, Jonathan's birthday is passed... Um, uh, mine's coming up, uh, so
1: oh. feel free
2: to send checks on my way. <laughs> See, I said R oh, and then I said my. I said R yeah. oh, and then I said my because I changed my mind halfway through that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brad, do you do you have any tales from your ventures in the Halloween Horror Nights? Um, while we're still in the anecdotal uh, portion of the show.
2: <laughs> well, I was gonna say, uh, like I've I've really been hitting the parks hard lately. Um, nice. Um. Well, because I lost a week to the fucking hurricanes.
1: Yeah. Um, How did the hurricanes hit the Horror Nights? Like, did they have to do much recovery on that? Um, I'm assuming not much. No, no, because it wasn't. It, it wasn't too bad here. Um, wasn't wasn't
2: too bad at all. Um, we actually closed our office. I was off work that Thursday and Friday. Disney and Universal both shut down. Horror Nights was canceled. Boo. I was kind. I was kind of hoping it would come back Friday because once the storm was kind of passed on Friday, it was like, uh, maybe they'll still open it up and I can get out there. Maybe, maybe, but they did not. Um, hmm yeah but no, no, no no damage or anything but so i so I lost some time so this last weekend i i did uh, I did hard nights twice, I did uh Epcot's food and wine festival the awesome. second time, so it was uh good times good times. I almost like throttled s- some girls at hard nights Friday Uh-oh. night. Uh-oh. we had some fucking long con line jumpers ooh like and I saw them doing this, and it was some fucking bullshit. Because, like, people people love trying to break lines. And I'm like, listen, you're at a theme park. You're going to be in lines. Except that you're going to be in lines. That's how this place works. Yeah. Like, obviously. Deal with it. Just fucking deal with it. So I'm I'm in line with the uh, American Horror Story house, um, which is one of the longer lines. But most of it's indoors with uh, fans, so it's it's, doesn't, it's not as hot. Um, So that's cool. And it's, it's a long line. Like, it's posted at 90-minute wait, um, but it was, like, maybe, maybe 45. Like, that line, I don't know why. It's weird. And, like, I'm halfway through it, and these, like this, like, girl, like, gets in front of me, and I'm like, where the hell are you? Because sometimes you'll have these assholes that, like, oh, I'm I'm, actually, I'm with my party. I, I went back to, like, to the, to the bar to get something, and I'm meeting back up with my group. Or people, like, got in line, like, oh, hey, here's my friend. And they wave them over,
1: and those assholes join them and it's the worst so we can just all categorically agree that that's not you shouldn't do that that's not right, that's not that. right
2: well like if you like if you're like back if you stop at like like the bar to pick up drinks like and you leave your group go back and join your group fine no okay. big no no problem there
1: um well that also solidifies that you're part of the group that's waiting in line exactly. hey bring a drink back that's that was my job in the group to go get drinks, cool. None of this bullshit. This happened to me the other day at fucking lunch. There was I was in line and someone went to excuse me and I thought excuse you. And they went like five people ahead to their party waiting, and mm-hmm. I thought, I don't know about that. If you're meeting them for lunch, you should have been on time. Yeah. Maybe you I should agree. be in the back of the line. That's that's a little different. Or you should have waited and gotten line together if you wanted to. That's that's that yeah, is line That's jumping. that's what it should be.
2: And I've had a bullshit thing is happening to meet Universal that like where it was like there was like one person in line, and then the other five members of their group came and joined that one person, and I'm like, hmm. no. If the majority of your group is not with you, you go back. You go back in line and join them. Like, fuck that. It's bullshit. But, so this, this girl gets in front of me, and I'm like, is she with these people? I don't think she's with these people that are, like, right in front of me. So I don't know what's going on. And then, like, her friend, like, came up and joined her. And I'm like, oh, fuck this. we got some fucking line-jumping assholes. I'm like, ugh. But, like, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything, because I'm like, whatever. It's two people. It's not worth dealing with the hassle. Because they're going to be fucking assholes about it. Of course. The second just, you
1: try to confront these people, they're just going to go ballistic and crazy.
2: Yeah, it's not worth it. So then a few minutes later... I see, like, they're plotting and planning, and then, now this time, the other friend, like, goes a few people in front and, like, tries to pretend she's with the group up there, and then waves her friend up.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah, so that's what they're doing. They're just, like, fucking daisy-chaining it through the line. Um, But apparently somebody up there did shut him down, because she ended up, they both ended up coming back to being in front of me, which I'm like, why am I stuck with fucking Line Jump McGee? Ugh. You should
1: have called him out right then. Um, I saw you get in front of me. Get out of line. You're out of line. <laughs> You're out of line. (laughs) Hear you, hear you.
2: You're out of line. (laughs) What? Get out. Um, Yeah, but, like, it's, like, and it's such a hassle. Like, I don't even, it wasn't even worth it. Um, But I just, but instead I'm just, like, seething with rage now because now I'm spending, like, the next 25 minutes with these assholes in front of me that they shouldn't be.
1: They're probably also complaining that they got caught and, like.
2: Yeah, they, yeah, they look like the worst people. Um. So, like, a little bit later, um, and, like, I, like, I don't, I don't think they had been through this, been through the American Horror Story house yet, because I don't think they realized how the line worked, because it, it seems a lot longer than it actually is, um, Hmm. because there's a point where you get out, once you get outside, it's about 10-15 minutes tops, once you get outside of that building, and then you go outside, and there's, you go pretty much straight to the house, one, one of them is going to run to the restroom, and and she's like okay well i'll just i'll just come back and join you obviously cuz we're in line so i'll just go to the restroom and then come back and i'm like she's not going to make it back it's not a chance. And we're like 10 minutes away from getting into the house. Like, she isn't gonna, she's not even going to make it to the restroom by the time. It's not going to happen. And I just got to enjoy it. Because then, like, as we get into and, like, I, the, the, this other girl, like, realizes, oh, no, we're right at the entrance. And she's, like, texting her friend, and I'm just like, mm, mm. <laughs> And then she starts, like, kind of, like, looking back, like, is she coming? Like, and I'm like, she's not going. She's not going to go. So then she's, like, kind of waiting. So then she's, like, letting people go in front of her, and I'm like, ah, that's right. That's right. You were this close, and now you have to wait. Yes. Yes. Oh, it felt so good. <laughs>
1: that is amazing.
2: Justified.
1: Very nice. Um, how many more times have you seen the Bill and Ted show?
2: I Live. have not seen it again. I have seen the dance show, and it was fucking amazing.
1: Oh, there's a Halloween-themed dance show?
2: Um, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a it's a dance group uh, Academy of Villains. Um, and they do. Oh, like, yeah, uh, yeah really good. I think really, I've really,
1: seen really you Instagram that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I put up Very a little nice. bit of it.
1: Yeah. Um, I had my own kind of horror-esque or at least Halloween uh, theme park run in this weekend. We took Joey to King's Island and they have a child's kind of um, Halloween-inspired park. They turned the water park into just a fall festival. Nice. There was a really cool pumpkin maze where every room got more and more crazy with pumpkins until you went to the giant pumpkin room. And they have, like, this gigantic, like, eight-foot-tall, like, huge diameter-wide. It's fake, but it looks real. Pumpkin in the middle, and there's, like, tiny pumpkins. You can just take one. It's like a little pumpkin room. And that was adorable. Joey loved it. (laughs) There was a weird maze. It's all Charlie Brown themed, which was the weirdest part because you have everyone in Charlie Brown outfits. And I saw a dance show there with these people in very disturbing Charlie Brown mascot outfits. Oh, wow. And then their handlers. And that, my friend, was nuts. The kids were just glued to it. Halfway through it, I said, Joey, do you want to go ahead and go do something else? No. No, I don't. (laughs) And then he sat down on the ground, and I knew, I knew we, were, we were there when he sat on the ground to watch. Like, all right, well, let's get it's closer and see yourself. Roll. And it's just, like, it's just weird. Like, the weird segues, they come out doing some kind of, like, Halloween. They do This is Halloween. They come out, and it's kind of scary because it's these um, giant peanuts, black-eyed, like, mascots. And they're handlers, which are just children. Like, these are kids easily, I think, in high school obviously like theater majors like eventual theater majors who are just like putting their dues in over the fall break and it's a that part's adorable because i ooh there were two kids i knew i there's something going on there there was so much chemistry between them just dancing together at a child's peanuts fall <laughs> Um,
2: you, uh, I was at the Charlie Brown show and I saw these two kids dancing together and I was like are those are those are they about to fuck in front of Linus? What?
1: Now there's a stage smile which all the kids had except for these two kids had. And then there's a flirtatious stage smile and these kids were at it.
2: And it was adorable. It was so weird. Like I, I one minute I'm watching I'm watching Pig Pen and, and and Lucy and then I'm watching these two kids fuck. <laughs> And I was like, I don't remember this part of Charlie Brown, where kids are fucking each other.
1: Man, it was, it was adorable. It's just weird, They, they would say, we've got to throw a Halloween party. Can anyone say something that has to do with Halloween? Candy. We'll get to candy later. Just shutting the kid down immediately. We'll get to candy later. Like that's a part of the show. Something else. Ghosts. Yeah. Anyone? What else? Oh, Which witches? Did I hear witches? Great. Here's a song about witches. And they would just go <laughs> and do a witch song. Like they're trying, but it's just. It must be super fun for them. I guess.
2: All oh, right. All right. right. Uh, we just need a suggestion from the audience. Uh, uh, what, what should our uh, improv team uh, create on this day? Oh, pizza. Did someone say pizza? All right. pizza? This is our version of a pizza. Uh,
1: just it's you're just not hugging improv. on the floor. Stop. <laughs>
2: You're not. That's not a thing.
1: But that wasn't even the best part about it, because the fall thing was fun. But there is a kind of spook house slash like a laser gun video game, live action video game you play. It's called the Boo House. And you go in and there's this whole story. Waiting took forever. But we were in line for probably 30 minutes, which, okay, in a 45 to 90 minute line you're used to at a, like a gigantic amusement park is really nothing, but there's no trappings to help you get through the line at all. At one point, it was dark, and there were some kids in front of us. And I was pretending to get scared with Joey. Like, I would say, Joey, what was that? And I'd point at a shadow, and he would laugh. He knows that I'm kind of joking, but other kids were getting into it. And other kids were like, what's that? And Joey's like, yeah, what is that? I thought I saw the wall move. And I'd pretend to freak out. Well, Joey gets into it, and there's these kids that have kind of started to, like, play along. And at one point, Joey just runs up and goes, BOO! Like, right behind them, and terrifies these children. And he said, I scared you. And it is so funny. Nice. <laughs> and we laugh. I'm like, Joey, is it nice to scare people? He says, like, what? They were scaring you. <laughs> that was adorable. And the kids took it in stride because later the kids tried to scare Joey because we went behind a corner. And this kid was like, oh, no, scary monster, scary ghost And Joey's kind of looking. So it, it's, it's a haunted house. And you go in and you sit down in this cart, and you have laser guns, and you go through, and the cart kind of turns and puts you into these scenes, and they throw you into it, and it's all animatronic, and it is fucking well done. There is a room where there's, like, skeletons standing up, and their limbs move, and their eyes are glowing red, but it's all shadow and dark, and you gotta aim and, like, shoot them, and they did a trick where, like, something will, like, really come up over the cart. Like, the cart will stop as it, like, bangs, and there's like bookshelves that almost like topple on top of you and there's ghosts that do it. But when the skeletons do it, it is terrifying. But it's just scary enough. Like at one point Joey just stopped shooting and he just kinda watched it and you could tell that he just loved it. Like when you go to the library and books were coming out. And of course, me and Emily are like shooting away, and it's almost impossible because like it's super old, so the guns aren't really working very well, and you have to be right. on it. But if you did shoot something, it would kind of pop and like scream or make a noise, so it made it that much more thrilling. Nice. Highly recommended if you're ever in Cincinnati and go to Kings Island. Go to that Boo House. The line sucks, but it's a pretty thrilling Halloween-inspired haunted house. Nice, good times, good times. It got me in the spirit, you know, Halloween spirit.
2: Gotta get into that spirit!
1: It says here to look directly into the mirror. Then what? Then we just say it.
2: You say it first.
1: No, no, you you say it first. You're the oldest.
2: Well, let's just say it at the same time. Ram Jack. Ram Jack. Ram Jack.
1: ready? Want to go ahead and go to terrifying trends? Yes, please. Ooh, terrifying trends. Listen, if you will, to these tales of terrifying trends. So... In Mexico City, Uber is bringing the future to today.
2: It, it's already here. Uber is. Well, it is. Today, right?
1: Well, Brad, when you were in line at Universal Studios, mm-hmm. did a drone come out of nowhere and just put a billboard in front of your face? No, no, it did not. Because that would be the worst. Thou. No, that's the future. Now, do a billboard. It's like a bee. It is, and you're swatting at it, and you're running. It's not gonna sting you, but it's definitely gonna annoy you with its ads. So yeah, it's like uh, like a three by two foot, might be three by four foot sign, a qu- little quadcopter drone drops down in the middle of traffic, standstill traffic and just hovers in front of your car windshield as close as it can to get your attention.
2: Mm-mm.
1: No thanks.
2: Is no, that safe? Not safe. Also, it's gonna it's gonna lead to a lot of assholes uh, um, because we're in America shooting them with guns.
1: Well, this is Mexico City. Oh, that's true. It, that's true. So it can't come to America because they will shoot it with guns. And there's a lot of stories of people blowing up like super expensive drones. They would say in their own privacy defense, but really you're just shooting people's robots. Stop doing. Yeah. That. You stop. Stop killing robots. Like stop it. The person behind this is Uber. So basically, these sign, these drones come in and they have a sign that says driving by yourself, question mark, you're contributing to this problem of a traffic jam. Why don't you carpool with Uber, dummy? And then it hovers there until you get annoyed and drive off. And then it kind of goes to another car and tells them the same. They're like shaming people that are driving. Boober, hmm. what are you doing? I mean, I kind of get it because you're encouraging people to carpool and there's no more annoying way to get your point across than a drone in front of your windshield. Yeah. What do you think? Like, it works in this one scenario, kind of, but it can't be a trend, right? We can't let this happen.
2: No, no, can't, no, not at all. Can't do this. This, Can is, you this is weird and dumb.
1: Walking a dog, Brad, when you eventually, like, become a star dog walker. Right. Uh, dog walker to the stars. Sure. Um, which is really just a cover for your, um, what did we call it? Not needling, but a professional agitator. When you're professional agitating as a dog walker in disguise. All right. Um,
2: All right. I, I, I heard dog walker. I, I think dog snatcher. So,
1: dog snatcher. Well, I was trying to get you, okay.
2: Professional agitator, dog snatcher, slash dog snatcher.
1: So you've gotten at least 12 dogs in your, this run. (laughs) You yeah. got him on leashes, you're out yeah. having a nice walk with your dogs, and suddenly two billboards come out of nowhere and, buzz, and, has, and, and, and like, hover in front of your faces. Ugh. That's going to not be cool. We can't then do say, that. Cromwell, Cromwell, seize Drogada, seize Drogada. And Cromwell and grabs the sign. Not the drone, the sign. Attack. Just the sign, not yeah. the drone. It's terrifying. I do not want to see this. Um, Brad, a lot of people go to... Um, psychologist what about instead of going for um you know to a psychologist why don't you go to a philosophical counselor oh oh apparently a growing number of people are turning to uh philosophical counselors for uh guidance
2: i this sound I, i'm already this sounds bad already but go ahead go ahead
1: These counselors work much like traditional psychotherapists, but instead of offering solutions based solely on their understanding of mental health or psychology, philosophical counselors offer solutions and guidance drawn from the writings of great thinkers. What could go wrong? You know, there's going to be a
2: lot... There's going to be a lot of asshole dudes that try to help people purely through, like, an Ayn Rand lens.
1: That's, That's the thing, like... I get that this could be a thing. I was thinking the other day, actually, before I even saw this article um, bringing this to light, that I don't think a lot of people think about how they want to or should live their lives ever. Granted, mm-hmm. if you're religious, they kind of pretend that that's cloaked into it. Right. But whatever. But yeah. That's all. You don't get your morality from religion. A lot of it's kind no. of baked into it. We know this. Scientific yeah. studies have shown it. Not bullshit scientific studies. Like, peer-reviewed actual scientific studies. Um, but there are certain things about us that we know that are just not that great. Like, our ten... Our our predisposition to self-preservation can lead to some very unsettling things to, like, a, a modern human. Like, to a, to a very small degree, um, racism is... Is kind of baked into humanity and that's not to say that that's an excuse for anyone because like I said to a small degree Mm -hmm. All things being equal you as an animal will be a little bit averse to something that looks a little different than you Like it's built into your genetics. They've done studies about it But that doesn't mean you have to be a racist gross person because we've progressed past that and we know that racism is bullshit and gross It's little things like that that we think okay Whatever and maybe some people have never stopped and actually thought about how they want to live their lives and okay, on that front, sure, give someone $100 per session, because that's the average, um, to do a crash course in basic, I guess, philosophy 101, maybe? I don't even know philosophy, other than like, hey, here's some ideas people are thrown about, check them out and see what's up.
2: But the thing is, philosophy, like the study of philosophy, it's like, it has to be in a historical context, Because it builds upon everything else. Like, whenever somebody's into, like, a specific philosophical uh, route or concept, like, those people are the worst people. Because it's this weird academic, like, asshole. I, I- it's just- it's not realistic. It's just- it's assholes. It's fucking assholes. Like, these are the same people- I.
1: I no no. I'm just gonna say no no. I no 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 no. The only thing that kind of makes well, let me let me give you a, a barometer on this. It's not it hasn't taken off yet. Oh, it's been it around works. for it's been around for a little. It's been around for a little over a decade, mm, and it's it hovered around. <laughs> it hovered around a few hundred pra- practicing uh, philosophy counselors. A bunch now of bunch of bunch of asshole white dudes.
2: Like they'd got like stupid college degrees and probably wrote their thesis about the philosophy of Star Trek or something. Whoa, <laughs> and eventually whoa, 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 was able to was eventually able to work it
1: into a book about the economy. Well, okay, well that's different. That's an, that's a book about economic <laughs> science in <laughs> the uh, fictional universe and right. that's a little different. That's a little different. I need to go check my sites really quick about some Um But so presently there are about five hundred of these counselors. That's that pales and like, that's nothing compared to the actual amount of, like, licensed therapists. Mm-hmm.
2: So, for 10 years, so 50 a year. Okay. All right.
1: Well, now they're averaging about 75 Oh, big time. New ones a year. It's growing. Big time. Brad. Um, and I will say that to become one of these people, you have to have... Where is it? You have to have some understanding about the difference between someone needing kind of a general life guidance and actual... Um, psychotherapy, so that you go to this person, and maybe they realize, okay, look, you're suffering from intense, crippling depression. Our philosophy will probably not help you, but here's a book by Jean-Paul Sartre, and here's my recommendation to go see an actual therapist.
2: <laughs> wow. Uh, thank you. Wow.
1: Terrifying trend. Now I can hey, see. Okay, maybe uh, just granted. skip.
2: Maybe just skip the philosophical therapist, and just go straight to a real therapist. I'm, who has a problem? Who has a problem that can be solved by philosophy? Who are these people? I don't know. Maybe Donald Trump. Maybe Donald Trump's p- problems could be solved with philosophy, like humanism, like basic humanism.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe humanism one on one. Maybe. We, um, I'll give you one instance because it's the only one they cite in the article.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I'm gonna read this. In one instance. A client had a particular, a particularly a domineering husband. Um, so they gave them uh, the sub subju- ah, the subju- subjugation. Sorry, of women by John uh, Sartre Mill. Uh, A 19th century British philosopher Wrote on women who become Willing slaves to aggressive Male counterparts So obviously the uh, the counselor said Hey, read this, see if it does anything For you. When the person came back She looked at the person in the eye and said No more willing slave For me. Thanks for the book So, okay I guess that helped someone stop being you know, I, being uh, dominated okay. by their male partner, but at the same time, a friend could have told you that.
2: Yeah, like, she you could have came Googled in, that. She came in knowing already what the problem was. She just needed, she was just looking for somebody to say, Yeah, um, get away from that dude. He's the worst. Like, you don't need that shit. <laughs> Like Look, she, uh, because this. she came in with the problem. Like uh, she, like here's my issue: my husband's domineering. You already know the answer to the problem, then.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Well, here's some reading uh, you might want to do.
2: How about like, uh, don't make her like spend like another week like um reading a book when you can just say, hey, well, why are you still with your husband? Like day one.
1: <laughs> day one. Drop him. You don't need philosophy, you just need- you just- you just need to be- you just need someone to talk to about this. So talk to me. Drop them. It's I mean, a bad it, influence. It,
2: like, I- Nope, 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 not buying
1: it. Terrifying threads. Like, I just don't know- I mean, I took philosophy and ethics classes in college, and let me tell you, most people weren't paying attention. That's the same class where this one girl said, I came to school not to learn facts which is like what the fuck are you talking about what (laughs) what did she come to school for I have told the story in the podcast before um we were all given uh, this was a bullshit assignment for some reason they wanted to empower the students to like help maybe get better at the quizzes they were taking because no one was reading the material, except for some of us. And they were having a hard time passing the tests that were on the material. Welcome to college. So we broke up into groups based on rows. So there was like five of us in a group and we got to look over our reading material and we got to pick out a question for the exam. Granted, it was just one question among 100, like 100, so it didn't really affect anything, but it got you more interested in the test because all my questions are going to be on there. We know what you're doing. It's okay. I get it. Let's play along. And then someone, and I picked out the fact that, um, I want to say it was the Anglican Church didn't recognize that women had souls until, like, I want to say it was like eighteen eighty, which is, think about that for a second. Mm. Eighteen fucking eighty. The Civil War's over. Yeah women don't have souls. What are you talking about? This is the industrial fucking revolution?
2: well I will say in the Anglican Church's defense um women don't have souls because <laughs> souls aren't real <laughs> I mean, yeah
1: yeah I mean yeah yeah but if you're gonna buy into that bullshit <laughs> I mean
2: they were 50% souls- right
1: yeah they, they were 100% right for the wrong reasons <laughs> yes um so I, I I kind of talked to the people in my group about it and said well this is a neat fact and they said wow that's actually kind of weird because they were Jesus and they were coming to terms with it so we went around the room talking about it and someone said well, that's stupid that's like a useless fact I didn't come to school to learn facts and she She said this to the larger group of people and we were like everyone kind of paused and looked at each other And then we just moved on like she didn't say a goddamn thing because that's stupid.
0: I,
2: I, You know, I wish I could go back to all those college discussions When I was usually just like I'm just gonna roll my eyes and not say anything and just just let this be over And just like jump in and yell at people for being idiots.
1: Oh, yeah I will say that the, the only thing that about this um, philosophical counselor thing is a lot of people with philosophy degrees will finally be able to try to do something with it, maybe for yeah. the greater good, but I don't know. I and mean, again, it's a huge mixed bag. Like I said, there's a bunch of pretentious assholes out there just waiting yeah. to tell people to live their lives a certain way.
2: Yeah. No, it, it's, it's whatever their pet philosophy is, is somehow going to magically be the cure to all the problems. Um, no, it's stupid. This is a terrible idea. Let's not enable people with philosophy degrees to be assholes.
1: Brad, I got one more terrifying trend for you. But I think this is not terrifying for the greater public, but terrifying for people who make and or participate in Western reality shows. Hmm. Hold up. There's something called the Terrace House, and it's coming for you, Western reality shows. Bachelor? Bachelorette? Is real world still a thing? No clue. Um, yes. Um, the coach to Bauer is on its way. You will be escorted to the afterlife. Thank you very much, because your days are numbered. Terrace House is a Netflix original. Granted, it's been in the East. It's a Japanese reality show, and it's been on for about six years. Um, Or maybe four years. No, it's gone through eight seasons. Um, But that's taken the place over two years. Never mind. It's been uh, Mm. been around since 2012.
2: A lot of numbers just happened. A lot of numbers. I don't know what just happened. (laughs) Carry the four plus three. I remembered
1: Uh. eight seasons, and I saw the word six in the paragraph as I was quickly scanning it but it's six people um three are men three are women more numbers that confused me when I was trying to regurgitate oh the information about time and then I looked uh, down and saw saw eight again Lincoln's secretary was Kennedy
2: Kennedy's secretary was Lincoln uh it was it is a building deep rabbit numbers hole, of seven gentlemen. um
1: So, what this is, is it's basically the same setup as classic reality shows. We've got six young people living together in a posh house. Except these are young Japanese, um, 20-somethings, and uh, they just kind of live their lives. Now, the, the twist is none of them are placed there for high drama. They just decided to come on this show to kind of do a social experiment. So when they have arguments, which are rare, they kind of solve them like adults, which doesn't make for much dramatic television. Mm-hmm. But what makes it more fun and engaging, apparently, is that every show has a, a kind of a, a panel of comedians that basically makes fun of the entire thing while they're like make fun of the people okay. as they live all their right, lives. I can get behind, but apparently, and I haven't watched it yet because I just found out about it, it's incredibly endearing because they say it captures, like, oddly genuine moments that aren't forced like normal reality television. Like, they say there's- Can
2: we get Ken Bone on on this show?
1: (laughs) Probably. Probably. (laughs) All right. I don't know how he'd fit in with these young 20-something- Oh, it's Japanese. fine. I'm just Ken Bones. Dude. I'm just wearing my sweater. I love. I kind of love that we live in an age where no one can get away with anything. Like, you know, yeah. everyone knows what Ken Bones done on Reddit, right? Or like what yeah. he does. Like, he's he's kind of not that great of a He's kind of just like a normal uh, gross guy. He's,
2: yeah, he's fine. Like, I think a lot of that Is was he? overblown. Like, I haven't read the full Reddit thing, but like, I've, I've seen reports on it. And it was like, it was really trying to make a scandal out of not much.
1: Well, uh, apparently he thought the Trayvon Martin murder was justified. No, that's not what he said. Like he sounded like he's like the thing about Ken Bone that is
2: actually kind of endearing is that he doesn't really he doesn't really pay that much attention to things and like because he he said, yeah, I don't know, I, I saw some stuff about it. Um, it seems it seems like it seems like uh they got the kid got into a fight and I wish he didn't die, but it looks like there was a fight. like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, and, like, sure, you should know, and, like, it was all in the news, and you should pay attention and know what's going on, but he didn't, and he did say George Zimmerman was clearly an asshole, so. I remember he's that just, part, but I'm pretty sure unaware. I remember the
1: part, uh, the word justified was used in his message, but I'm not, It's may, maybe like I'm for, misremembering it.
2: The, the Trayvon Martin thing is, quest, like, it's it, it just seems like he doesn't know what he's talking about, because that's what Ken Bone is, and he's an undecided voter.
1: Here's here's the thing about that. You're right. He is an undecided voter. And the things that he does, like he's like you said, kind of reveal that kind of general ignorance about yeah. their outcome life.
2: It's not malicious ignorance, is the thing. It's like, just
1: general ignorance, which is gross yeah, and weird. It's general but ignorance,
2: but, yeah, and you should have more general knowledge. But, like, I just... I, isn't, I, I a, isn't a, a starfish
1: things... a fish? I mean, it's those yeah. kinds of questions that you're like, yeah. oh.
2: But at least he's not okay. an asshole about it. And I'm like he like he's just dumb and doesn't know things which is his whole appeal
1: it bothers me if that's an appeal i mean i get it okay he's and, a happy and, and go right,
2: lucky right, right. there's so many angry idiots right now like like donald trump and hillary clinton are our presidential nominees like go on twitter like there's angry idiots everywhere that are very uh this is a happy go lucky moron
1: hi guys Let's talk and about it like, I don't
2: really know, like, I don't know, it seems like they got into a fight, so I guess it was justified, but, I mean, uh, oh, I don't know. That that George Zimmerman's are is a real asshole. Like, like, no, Ken, you don't know, you don't really know the issue, but nice try.
1: What do these people do with their lives? Like, what are they doing?
2: Trying to decide who to vote for. <laughs> that's what they do. No, they, I they just split, don't know. They split their suits when they get in the car and have to put on a sweater. <laughs> like, that's what they do.
1: It's just that I, I came to you, I gave you my hundred dollars, because I don't know anything about philosophy, and I sure as fuck don't know anything about politics, but what can you tell me? Like, how am I going to decide who to vote for? I'm glad you came to me. Um, have you heard about Plato's forms? Uh, I think you'd really be into that philosophy. Um, actually- you What?
2: Know, there's, um-, um... In in uh, in in Plato's Republic, the story of the the shadows in the cave, I believe we could apply to this situation. Um, you see, uh, oh, shut up,
0: shut up, shut up! You don't know what you're doing
2: around. At least Ken Bone, like is like fully acknowledged he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> you're just an asshole pretending, you stupid philosophical counselor. <laughs>
1: Terrifying trends, Brad. rally mm. shows are changing. I think I can get behind it. I'm looking forward to it, to, to watching it and see what's up.
2: Sure. But, like, that's just really a show of comedians making fun of people.
1: Yeah. Which, <laughs> I like, mean, I guess would be kind of a morale. I mean, point. I
2: enjoy it, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's really breaking new ground as much as um, begging to enter the darker, more cynical uh, reality we already live in.
1: Well, I mean, they say, they take it in stride. Like, apparently, like, that it's not they, get good. In, they get into it to the point where they're like, oh, you know, we've kind of watched these people blossom into a relationship. Are they going to, are they actually going to make a move? It's about fucking time. Like, they kind of take on a vocal audience feel, which I mean, that's okay. what it is. And I guess they have a rotating panel, but it's not like maliciously making fun, though I'm sure some of that is in there. It's more of like, let's watch this together. We're kind of, it's almost like sports commentators, but on people just living their lives, but better because it's not nonsense like sports yeah. announcers. Not gonna. They're not going to say, st- like if a sports announcer was actually running commentary on the show, it would be fucking, would well, be amazing for one episode because they would say this sh- stupidest things
2: all right it looks like it looks like uh, it looks like uh george is going to use the last of the milk hey you think donald noticed that oh well, let's find out boy oh boy this is i mean he's got a lot of heart uh you gotta <laughs> give him that
1: um, if I there's think one thing good. you can say about George, he's got huh. a lot of heart. Now he also is Definitely. a little sneaky. If you look here on the screen, you notice that he's using the island in the kitchen to block people from seeing him getting the what? milk. And We've seen this before. We'll see it again. I'm I trying to put this up, up on the monitor is, now. But. See, we got an X over here. I'm drawing
2: this all over the place. Um, these are symbols here. And oh, going over here. Here comes Linda. Linda, you know she's gonna want some of that milk for her coffee. What's gonna <laughs> happen? Let's see it. Let's see it in slow mo. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> Yeah, it would suck. It'd be crazy. Dude, there's nothing like sports commentators. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like if you... No, I've never just... seen a sport, Alex. <laughs> like... <laughs> it is insane. These people are just saying nonsense and they're saying stuff like good looking boy he knows what he's doing. They won last year. They'll win again this year. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> For 20 minutes, <laughs> every fucking team they mention. How about this guy? Well, he's a good looking guy. Blah, blah, blah. He's doing his thing. Well, he did it one year and they might do it again. I don't know. I hate Nonsense. The world. I hate Nonsense. The world so much. Like, are uh, fish, are turtles, reptiles? I thought they were amphibians. So oh, much fuck. fucking bullshit. Oh,
2: fuck off.
1: <laughs> terrifying trends, Brad. And I don't know what the more terrifying trend is. Like an embracing of stu- st- stupidity, or what? Like, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's scary. It's terrifying. It is probably the most terrifying October we've been in in a while. I'm so scared. At least we're together, friend. At least in the horror movie that is Ramjack, we haven't separated. <laughs> Not one of us has okay. gone upstairs, one of us has gone downstairs, or we've lost each other in the chaos that is the horror movie of Ramjack. You, you
2: make a good point, but Alex, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna check over here real quick. Oh no. See what, see, oh no. Okay. Breath?
0: My god. The full moon.
2: Friends, it is that super, super special time of the year when we talk about the Jack Benny program. D-L-L-O.
0: The Jell O program brought to you by Jell O and Jell O Pudding, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson.
1: Every time we talk about television or radio or movies, we. We put a minute on the clock and try to see if we can summarize it to as close. I said that wrong Mm. because what I'm saying doesn't make sense. I'm sorry, Mm. Brad. I know how you don't like Mm. when we get hung up on this part. Brad will be pitted against the clock, and if he can summarize the episode, yes, he will fight it. Fisticuffs, and if he can get, if he can, uh, if he can get that clock, if he can pin, if he can
2: <laughs> What is happening,
1: guys? I'm on very little sleep. Joey woke up at three o'clock last night and would not go back to bed, so we stayed up and watched Halloween shows okay. seriously, which sounds awesome until it's nine o'clock the next night and you cannot make sentences.
2: Love it, love it. So
1: Brad is going to be boxing time. And if he can pin it in a minute, he wins it. Um, if it's a minute on the dot, he's a brave heart. If it's fifty five to a minute, he still wins. If it's below that, uh, what the fuck are you doing, chump? And if it's over that, he's forgotten something. Brad, right. you will not you will not let us down.
2: Oh boy. Uh oh. summarizing radio shows is really hard.
1: Dude. I was thinking about that all day while I was listening to it. There's almost, I mean, I have faith in you, friend, Mm -hmm. but like, where do you begin? Where do you end? Like, do you mention the songs? Like, I don't, do you just come out going, mama, and then just go into the program? And we're off that one song, well, I mean, we'll get to it, but that yeah, one yeah, song could that. be so creepy. I want a modern retelling of the the song that the boy sings or the guy sings. I know, and you do too. Like, that could be so creepy, but also just silly. Brad, I have my clock out. You tell me when you're ready to go, because take all the time you need to prepare. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's do this. Let's do it. All right, on the go. <clears throat> three, three, two, two, one, one, go.
2: All right guys um it's the Jack Benny show for Jello ojello um Jello guys it's it stays fresh you can't even smell it when you open the package because it's that fresh I don't know <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> the shows brought to you by Jello um so we're going back to last Friday to find out what happened um when Jack and the gang got together for Halloween and they pulled some capers Jack dressed up like the devil um Mary Livingston dressed up like Pocahontas with a fur coat cuz she's classy I don't know what was going on. Um, Don Wilson is a kangaroo. What's that in his pouch? It's little Dennis Day! And he's gonna sing a song later. They go out and mess around with a lot of celebrities. Jack Benny's gonna sexually uh, harass some people. Um, they mess with Ronald Coleman and, um, uh, Basil Rathbone joins them in the end It pulling capers. And they all have a good time, and we learn that on Halloween you eat donuts and drink cider. I guess I don't know.
1: It's pretty kooky and crazy. That's the up. Dude, you came really close to being a chump again. Holy fuck! Um, I have 58 seconds.
2: All right, I'll take it. I'll that's take
1: that's it. a well fought 58 sec. That's a victory. That's still a victory. <sighs> I fought that clock and won. Dude, when you it got to 55, when it almost got to when it was at 53? I thought, holy fuck, he's gonna chump it. Is this I, yeah. really happening? Well, because again? I was like, like, "Is this Well, because possible? I was taking
2: my time, and then I got panicked, and I was I like, mean. "See, I should have talked about Mr. Billingsley. That was Dude. that was my choice. I was like, I can talk about Mr. Billingsley and possibly
1: go over, or not." I mean, we've all stared stared down the barrel of time before in this show more than most. I didn't
2: show, talk. About, oh, most. didn't talk about night school. Damn it. Okay, you didn't talk
1: about night school, which was actually one of the funniest things in this sh- in this show. Yeah.
2: I, I meant to. I
1: just forgot. It's all right. It's yes. all right. You have to find this episode online and listen to it. It is amazing.
2: <laughs> I, listen, I have always loved old radio shows. And Jack Benny's show is probably the best old radio show of all time. Like, it's genuinely, the comedy holds up for the most part. Like, it's, it's very clever. Jack Benny, I, is one of the greatest comedians that ever lived. Me and Brad were
1: doing the math before the show. They had a radio show for over 30 years. It was like 35 years. And then they continued for a decade after that on television. Yeah. That's almost 50 years of comedy engaging by this, which is kind of in the middle. Like what we're listening to this episode was in 41, which was a year before the radio show ended and a year. And after that, they went to television. Or I think the radio, another no, no, version no, the, of the radio show yeah, came no, on for a little bit longer the until 50-something. Like
2: the radio show continued over different sponsors until 1955, from like 38 to 55, and then it went to television
1: for another 10 years. We start with Jell-O, um, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Then because of sugar rationing there in world during World War II... Grape Nuts took over for like a a, a season or two mm-hmm. yeah. and then we get to Lucky Strike Tobacco. How are your yeah. sponsors? They are amazing. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What was the Grape Nut? I, I want to listen to what oh, Grape Nuts right I've Jagu- listened
2: to what, uh, I I've listened to I've probably listened to most of the existing Jack Benny shows. Like it's just a great it's a great show. Like I love it very much.
1: Um, Look, Archie will always have a place in my heart because it's fucking Archie. Come on, it's just the characters, like the weirdness that's a of Frank. I'm Frank. Like just everything about that is so yeah. weird that it hits a level. It's that weird because it's
2: also a children's show, so it's yeah. really
1: dumbed down and bizarre. Oh, and it's unevenly bizarre. Like it's almost yeah. like they have different writers trying different things throughout the course of the show, but I'm sure Jack Benny is a little bit more stable. And it's mm-hmm. quality stuff, man. Yeah. Like. I, I when we were listening, well, I was listening to it today because I listened to it so many times, like easily four or five. I kept thinking, could you do a modern podcast that was like this? Like, could you just get like a team together to do like a comedy, like every week, just in the style of something like this? That would it would be, be hard, but it yeah. would be fun as hell. Yeah, I say That's, that only because it's Halloween like it's so strange because like there
2: is like a weird meta reality to the Jack Benny radio show because most episodes and this isn't always the case but most of the episodes are um we're getting ready to do the show like we're we're talking about what we're gonna do on the show next week or we're we're clearly we're doing the show now here's our presentation of something like this one is let's uh let's talk let's go back to what happened last Friday and we're reenacting what happened over the weekend and it's it's fun
1: It might be because it was a long time ago, but the pacing and timing of everything Mm -hmm. is awesome. Like the way that they even say things, and the way they have kind of like a, um, I guess I would almost say like a uh, biting sarcasm with each Mm -hmm. other is charming.
2: Well, and it's, yeah, and it's because the same group was, it's pretty much the same people through most of the years of this show. Like, and a lot of them actually went on to have, like, their own radio shows, like, Phil Harris had a radio show, Dennis Day had a radio show, I want to say Don Wilson even had a radio show, like, like, they all had separate shows, and then there's, like, jokes about, like, they're, they're talking about Jack, like, well, you've only got one radio show, so what do you know? Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's, it's a good, like, group dynamic and they've clearly they've worked together for so long and they know each other so well it's it's ve- it's
1: charming and delightful i mean it does it on occasion and we'll talk about it it does kind of show its age in the oh, fact yeah. of it. there's some things that are a little uncomfortable to listen to in 2016 yeah.
2: there's some th- there's some things that are clearly from a different time um <laughs> And we'll talk about Rochester.
1: <laughs> um, oh, man. I have so many questions about just their relationship in general. Because, again, this is the first episode of The Jack Benny Show yeah. I've ever listened to. And I love going in with all these mysteries. Yeah. So, Brad, let's let's start from the top. I, first off, we're sure. the mama. First off, mama.
2: <laughs> I love it. We introduce it. And then, like, and here's the orchestra with mama. And just the way he says it, it's so, it's crazy. Like, I've, obviously, I'm playing that right now. The orchestra opens a program with Mama. <laughs> I just love the exuberance that it's announced with. Yeah. <laughs> and here's
1: another one. Ba 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 And then they sing the jello song and then it's and then then they just go into the show. Yeah. We we get a little bit of lead in, like it's Halloween, and they're all getting together. So then we go to my first question. Brad, what is the relationship between this man and his is it his like, who is this guy that's living is it living with him? It's
2: his butler Rochester.
1: Rochester is the butler. Yes. Okay. Good.
2: <laughs> and it's it is problematic because it's very much the um, the scheming servant. Um, and uh, obviously Rochester is is a is a black character. It's actually played by a black actor, unlike *Amos and Andy*, which was just terrible racial stereotypes. And there's definitely some there's some stereotypes going on with Rochester but Ugh, Halloween costumes. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there in a second. But I will say it's a different time. It's a different and, time. And and overall okay. not that it says a lot. I okay. I do feel they, they. I feel like they generally do they don't demean him usually like it's usually
1: like <laughs> usually <laughs> I mean there's things of the time I mean I don't say they demean him in this at all they, they don't a, I there's an this. uncomfortable like I would almost say racial, like, racial jokes with the Halloween yeah. costume um, but, but, it's, but like you said it's his time I I, I, have the Wikipedia thing up here and it says like, like you said earlier on he's the valet chauffeur he talks about gambling and going out with women but later on he generally just complains about his lack of salary which I could see yeah. easily dovetails into I guess equality or even
2: well also the one of the running themes is the Jack Benny is incredibly cheap um, I can get that yeah I mean we're, we're, we're getting into like some like some uh, the character of jack benny is like old vaudeville like cuz um jack benny is jewish so he's there's a lot of the jewish stereotypes that are kind of deep set in there um they don't it's not they don't really do that so much with him but that's that's clearly where the character originated from because again this all came from like the 30s so some of these stereotypes like at this point they're kind of worn down into something more modern and reasonable um but they they are originated from an early time
1: (laughs) so rochester opens singing a song um it's something about i don't want to see the world burn
2: i don't want to set the world on fire
1: yeah i just i just want to get paid or something yeah i just want to get money man i want to get what's mine come on and then jack comes in talking about oh come on rochester help me with my costume and then, like, I don't even know how we do this because, really, you could splice in the entire episode. It is on point. This is a solid, tight little script. It is.
2: It's, it's good. Like, uh, Jack's dressing up as the devil for Halloween. Yes. Um, then Mary Livingston comes over. Um, now, in real life, though, I think, and I, I think this was, like, Hollywood secret. Like, Mary Livingston is actually Jack Benny's wife. Um, no they way. Were, but they were a comedy team together for years, and it's just played that she's, like, a friend, or, like, he, just, he put her on the radio, but, like, it's never alluded that they actually have a romantic.
1: But they're married. and They were married yeah, in real, in real
2: life. life. Yeah, that is, yeah.
1: She does seem like just one of the boys. Yeah. Or one, a part of the gang. Because Benny keeps telling Rochester, we gotta get ready for the gang. The gang's gonna get here pretty soon, and we're gonna go out and raise the dickens. <laughs> he says raise the dickens so many times. With like a passion, like he's ready oh, yeah. for Halloween. It's great. Because a while ago, and by a while ago, I mean around the 40s, there was still the tradition of going out on Halloween and doing tricks, like not yeah. just trick or treating, which it's kind of, you know, um, we're, getting up to mischief. we're getting up to genuine mischief and that means stealing stuff and like putting it in someone else's yard um, or so like good. just turning things over, like riding on windows with soap. Which is what Jack wants to do.
2: Apparently that's a thing. Yeah, his big plan, he wants to go to Claudette Colbert's house and write Mm -hmm. Claudette loves
1: Jack with soap on all of her windows. Now he did this last year and it didn't go over so well because she went outside and on her windows replaced like washed him and then wrote who's jack on the windows. Like oh wicked burn, wicked burn. It's so expertly done by what is her name again? Oh, Mary Livingston? Mary Livingston so expert like she just yeah. the way that she cuts jack down <laughs> is amazing and he gets he gets a little upset by it. Because he says, "Well, she's not gonna, she's not gonna get confused this year. What we're gonna do, Mary, is we're gonna go up, we're gonna ring the bell when she comes to the door. Oh, I'm just gonna grab her and give a big old kiss." Whoa, whoa! whoa. When I whoa. when I heard this, I froze. I thought, "Holy fuck!"
2: Jack no. Bean's gonna put a couple of Tic Tacs in his mouth and then kiss her like a little bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's crazy. It was. It was a different time. <laughs> it was. It was a different time. This is 2016. That stuff doesn't fly anymore, or no. ever. No. But in, in 43, I 41. guess, or 41, Dude, 41, I guess it was. It wasn't okay in 43. Let's just pretend that in 43, 43. It was already. 43 gone. was the cutoff. Was was no, more, gr- no more. No more grabbing and kissing. But then he, the way he says, uh, no one, no guy kisses like old Benny or something like that, is just gross. You're like, yeah. ah, dude. Yeah, it's cool. Oh, no, thank but you. But Mary's comeback is amazing. She cuts him down immediately. Yeah, something about like cold lips or something. Dead lips. Dead lips. And he says, you know, you know, Mary, I have half a mind of, of putting this pitchfork and stabbing you with it when no one's looking. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa! I know it's all gentle whoa. chiding of everyone. I mean, it's 41. Uh,
2: it, was, it was a different time. You could, you could threaten to, to attack, attack your wife with a pitchfork. Well, of course,
1: that was the time it's when okay. we had uh, one of these days. I'm gonna hit you right in the face, right?
2: <laughs> one of these wow, days, I'm, I'm gonna him. hit you right in the face, Alice. Whoa. <laughs>
1: You okay, Ralph? What's you happening? joke, but he said, he basically said that. I'm gonna, one of these days, pow, right in the kisser. Yeah. That's hitting someone in the face, Brad. Let's not dance around I, it. I, we know it. What there was a man days? who used to to punch his One of these days,
2: I'm gonna fucking punch your teeth out, you stupid cunt. I mean, uh, uh, pow, right in the
1: sorry, kisser. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I know this is 43. That doesn't stand anymore. I'm so sorry. Come here. Let me kiss you like a little bitch. Let me kiss you like a little bitch. Just a little one so oh but there's tons of things that we're missing with jokes I mean there was a whole thing with like Rochester making fun of the devil costume There's yeah. a point when Mary is like Pocahontas but she really just comes in with like a mink and he's like who are you Pocahontas why you got that mink on po- Pocahontas didn't have like fur John Smith was nice to me but the way she says it is so great it's like what this is great it's, it's a so great he says show. just put a feather in your head at least make it believable it's little lines like that that immediately yeah. go to something else that give it a genuine quality like you're just hanging out with these people that I love yeah
2: well also like and this is the thing because they've worked together so long like when they improvise like it's 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 usually pretty solid
1: oh yeah you can tell when it's not solid some of the jokes are a oh, little yeah. weird the period joke a little weird will yeah. that in a second um so at this point um two more people come in right yeah so we have now, uh, Don Wilson people? the
2: announcer um he comes oh. in
1: oh Dressed as a kangaroo.
2: Okay. And uh, what's 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 in your pouch? Oh, it's Dennis Day.
1: <laughs> you hear a rip and he just kind of falls out and everyone's beside themselves. Like, oh, Dennis, little Dennis is a little kangaroo. Imagine Dennis, a little kangaroo. Hey, guys. I was going to be a lamppost, but I screwed light bulbs in my ears. They didn't turn on. Oh, Dennis, you're one of those, huh? <laughs> Ooh, all right. Oh,
2: hmm. Dennis, hey. are you okay? Like, have you been having that hard cider
1: already? What's going on? I'm all right. I just don't know who to vote for. I'm undecided. He's one oh, of he's those. Oh, he's a little kin bone. He's a little kin bone. Aww. He's a little, oh, he little kin bone. He just doesn't know things. He just doesn't know things. I don't know things. I, I know one thing. I know how to sing. Ugh. Oh. He, and I, I love it. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say before the guy starts singing because they're working all this into it. It's like go ahead and sing that song you are for the the show this weekend. Just go ahead and do it now to give give us an idea of what's going on. And I don't remember what Mary says, but she gives Jack another like jab that makes him bring back Mary. So help me fucking God, if you say something else, I'm going to poke you with this goddamn pitchfork. Yeah,
2: and I also I love like they set they set up this like the Dennis is, needs to sing the song like hey yeah. look, we want to hear the song that you're gonna do on the show Sunday night, and then they, they kind of go away from it for a while because he doesn't do the song immediately. Oh yeah, which is great because then they're like oh well hey did uh, um did Mr Billingsley uh, um uh, tune the piano um and we find out Mr Billingsley is uh, uh, Jack's boarder um who also is insane. Um, And he apparently thought that he thought he was a dentist again and uh, he flossed between all the keys and pulled the black ones because they were um, (laughs) they were cavities.
1: (laughs) Didn't he break needles trying to inject like Novocaine into like the piano or legs or something? And this is the guy that comes through the house later, right, that's yeah, dressed up yeah. as Marie Antoinette. Yeah, he's a, head, he's a
2: regular character.
1: And they ask him, like, well, what's up with your head, man? What's going on? Like, okay, you got a costume party dressed up as Marie Antoinette. And he's like, oh, no, my head hurts. I want to chop it off. Okay, well. All
2: right, well, have a good night. You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
1: it's, a, it's a genuinely funny exit. I do like how the reoccurring characters are seamlessly worked into the show. Like, it seems really organic, especially for someone who's never heard it before, Mm -hmm. to have these characters come in. Though I was thrown by the crazy person at first. Oh, yeah. And I got the jokes about the piano, but then when he came on, on, like, the set, I thought, what the fuck? This guy is, what's going on? Yeah. Brad, this song that the little kangaroo sings, (laughs) it's adorable.
2: It is. And this was a time. this was a time when we loved tenors, and we loved having tenors sing high tenor songs.
1: but the song itself, I feel could be redone in a very funny, hilarious way, modernly, like even jokingly, because the song is about someone who is thinking about someone or everything seems a little different. It's winter, but I hear Robin singing. I feel spring blooming. I know why I do, and you know why I do too.
0: Why do breathe a sigh every evening, whispering your name as they do? And why have I the feeling stars are on my ceiling? I know. And even though it's
2: snowing, violets are growing. I know why, and so do you. Was, like it's such a weird like vocal yeah. styling
1: that is so 1941. Oh, dude, I kept wanting one of the verses to be a little suspect. Yeah, uh, I know the flavor crystals of Jell-O are wonderful. They keep a shelf life of 400 years. I and know why, why. am
2: I the feeling? Stars are on my ceiling. I what?
1: know I, and so
2: do you.
1: <laughs> well done, Brad. Well done. Got a regular so little kangaroo over here on the show.
2: Oh, a little to this day.
1: I love him. Just just great. Oh, Seriously? we didn't talk about the Jell-O thing at the beginning. Um, At the beginning of this, there's an advertisement for Jell-O, and what uh, the fuck are they doing to Jell-O? <laughs> like, <laughs> you would think, listening to it now, I'm like, is Jell-O okay to eat? <laughs> you know how you know we've been, jello's got a new
2: improved formula those flavor yeah. crystals are on lockdown because like you open a box now you're not gonna smell any fruit flavors no because that means that the flavor is escaping <laughs> like it's so the opposite of they, what it would be now yeah because now it'd be they oh it's have- unnatural you can't even smell fruit it needs to be natural you need to open a box and smell limes but no, it's like, no, it's sealed in. It's sealed in. That means the flavor stays inside the package until you open it.
1: I love that they just bring it out. Like the guy says, Now look here. Some of you are saying at home that Jell-O loses its flavor on the shelf. And you're right, but not the new Jell-O. Not in a million years. Get it's... all
2: five flavors. Get all
1: five five favorite flavors of Jell-O. Your five favorite profile. jell is just a good snack, you know? It's great. It's a wonderful dessert. What oh. is Jell-O, Brad? <laughs> Like, is Jell-O a thing now? Do people get... Do people eat jello now? I mean... Pudding, yes. Pudding is on point. People still eat pudding all the whoa, fucking whoa, time. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll
2: talk about pudding later. We're not... We're not... Please, Alex, do not skip ahead to pudding. We're still on Jell-O gelatin right now. And it's flavor crystals.
1: J-E-L-L-O. I mean, it was fun when we were in the 90s. I remember eating Jell-O. It was jiggly. But I haven't had, like... Jello of my own volition, 2 years maybe, and back yeah. then it was like in some sort of salad on accident because oh, this has fruit in it I guess wherever I'm at. I mean,
2: the thing is like Jello it's like you just don't think to eat Jello because no. why would you? It's Jello. It's it's like it's basically like I don't know, like a
1: gelled Kool-Aid is what it is, <laughs> like it's it's nothing. It's It's exactly what it is, but that's all nothing. they had in 41. Yeah. It's all they had. Mm. It was so popular, it could finance a radio show until the war. But I mean, I guess like I mean, if you think about
2: it, it's like I don't know, you got you got vibrant fruit flavors in a time when transporting fruit across the country wasn't as as viable. Um, True.
1: It's those uh, things that remind you Jello had a place in the world at one time. Yeah. yeah. And it still does. It's just not as sure.
2: It's so we can have more snack. fun, flavorful uh, desserts now. We don't need Jello yeah. as much, but you know what? There's nothing wrong with Jello. Eat some Jello, everyone.
1: Eat some Jello. Let me tell you, when you listen to the sales pitch, they will sell you on Jello. Hmm. Still don't know if it's of safe. Want to eat or I got some Jello now. I got some Jello too. I'm like, huh? But Brad, we got a podcast to get through. You uh, wait, your you wait, all right? So, so dude, after, the song, the song, yeah. after the song, after the
2: song. Um, they're like, hey, you know what? We're kind of hungry. Like, have you got anything to eat? Have you got any sandwiches or anything? I
1: love that they asked for sandwiches out of nowhere. Like, that's, yeah. of course, in the 40s. <laughs> hey, we got some sandwiches? Because that was a time I guess people just had sandwiches around.
2: Maybe who knows?
1: Forget? guests, it's a mystery. I like, make my 1941 sandwiches. 1941 is such a mystery. It is, and I love that.
2: Yeah, I love it. Um, but Jack's like, hey, whoa, no, no sandwiches. Um, it's Halloween, and the only thing you're you're supposed to eat on Halloween are is donuts and cider.
1: Oh, <laughs> who knew? Okay. a nice apple cider and a donut. You know, staples of Halloween. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good like. It Halloween is. staple, like actually I kinda like that. We should bring back donuts and cider. The entire time of listening to this episode, I got hungry because <laughs> they're bringing up a lot of good nice food. I just want some donuts and cider and then some jello. Yeah. Can they make a cider jello? Um, Brad, this is where a weird joke happens. Mm-hmm. If we haven't made it obvious already, guys, there are jokes after joke after joke. This is a never-ending cascade yeah. of hilarity. Like it's a fun time. Um, but a joke lands and everyone loses their goddamn minds. Yeah. Set it okay. up. Okay. Like, tell me what's going on. Yeah.
2: Okay. So Jack brings out the donuts and Mary says, the ho- and Jack's like, oh, I made these donuts myself, and then Mary says something along the lines of, oh, well, well, that's that explains why the holes are so big, because Jack's
1: cheap. He's a cheapo. I didn't realize that. Well, I realized that's why he made them big listening to it, but now I know there's the added thing of that. There's the running joke that he's cheap. Okay.
2: And then Mary says, they look like ladies' garters, and then there's, like, a beat, and then Dennis Day comes in with a really over-the-top, oh, what she said, and everyone, like, breaks, like, and it's, (laughs) like, they don't recover for a while, and it's a huge laugh from the audience. And I think it's just because he was so over the top. And I think the joke is that Dennis Day, um, little Dennis Day, thinks that ladies' garters is is scandalous and something sexual. Or
1: <laughs> yeah, he sees this hole in a donut. Someone says it's ladies' garters, and his mind runs wild. And he is he is blushing now because of what she said. It's inappropriate. It's his... not conversation for mixed company.
2: And the thing, the thing is, I'm not sure if if the uh, the reaction to F from everyone is because his was so over the top, or, and this is what I think on listening a couple more times, I think it's because there's like a little bit of a delay. So I think he almost missed his line, and then he realized it, but then he went overboard with it. And I think that's what, and of course, uh, there's an actual studio audience. So I think everyone oh, yeah. saw this, and I, so I think they're laughing at his overpronunciation of the, oh, what she said as well as the fact that he almost missed his line.
1: That would be pretty cool.
2: I think that's I, what it is.
1: I, I thought it was super cloaked sexual innuendo, which it is to yeah. a level, and that the audience was so sexually repressed in 41 that they, fucked, that they lost it because of that. But it would make sense that it was even more pronounced uh, yeah, I because, more because the guy missed his line. Oh! she said which I, that's way too much he didn't do it like that yeah no but he's also I, supposed to be playing like like a fresh-faced kid
2: right yeah so, and that and that is kind of I think I think he's done the um. oh what she said like I think I've heard that joke before so I think it's kind of a running thing that Sorry. like he takes things out of context and scandalizes them but i think he almost missed a line and i think that's what the what the hoopla is because like they're really like they like for the next okay. couple of lines like they're everyone's cracking up
1: well they all yeah they all break up jack says you know what i've been putting it off but i got to talk to this boy about a few things <laughs> everyone's <laughs> laughing it takes a while to get back into it, and then he, and then Jack says, "Hey, hey, hey, guys, how about how about some of these? How about take a cider and donut? Take a cider and donut. Just trying to get it back on track." Yeah, uh, but the 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 cider's
2: a little strong because Rochester uh, has apparently spiked
1: the cider. They're nice and fresh. I made them myself.
0: Gee, please look at the size of the holes you got in them.
1: <laughs> Never mind.
0: They look like ladies' garters. <laughs> Quiet, will you? Oh, what she said. (laughs) No use waiting. I got to have a talk with that kid. Here, Don. Don, have a donut. Have a donut and some of this sweet cider. Thanks. <laughs> I think I'll have a glass of that myself. Pretty strong, Jack. Strong? Let me taste this. Well, I'll be darned. All oh, right, Rochester! <laughs> yes, boy! <laughs> what did you put in this cider? A little Central Avenue! There's
1: gin in there! What did he call it? Central Street Vitamin? Just a little Central Avenue Vitamin! Yeah, like this is this a sing song, Oh Rochester. What is it, boss? Like it's just awesome, like deep bass. But is Um, it vodka? Like or is it whiskey? Like what is gin. Classy. Yeah. Um so they have to throw it out. Because little little kangaroo is a little too young for, for hard cider. He, <laughs> he doesn't understand donut jokes. He needs he, he needs to pace himself. Yeah, exactly. A long night.
2: Um, this is a this is when Mr. Billingsley comes out as Marie Antoinette, and they do all that bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so now we're just waiting on Phil Harris to arrive. Um, he's coming from night school. Yeah. Why?
1: Okay. Feels uh, an adult well, man, right?
2: <laughs> yes. But the idea is the the character is generally he's he's sort of a, a dumb drunk. Um, he's wow. the band leader, um, but his character is sort of a, a dumb drunk this is the, is the, character? it's, uh, the actor is, it's Phil Harris who later went on to do the voice of Baloo in Jungle Book. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Bare necessities guy. I get it. Yeah. So there was a, they got a call that he was going to be late to their Halloween festivities because he got in trouble with the teach. He gave the teacher a hot foot. Yeah, because she asked him a question that he was like, like she got mad at him or he got in trouble for it. So she gave him a he gave her hot foot, which is where they put a match in someone's shoe and they light it right until yeah. it goes up to their shoe and they have to stomp it out. How would you be able to do that as a grown ass man to an adult woman? Like, how does this happen?
2: I don't know. Like the because I, I went down like a rabbit hole looking up hot foot and like how this. Like, I still don't understand how this prank. Was no, ever done. Ever. And I know I've seen it, like, in old movies, like... But, I've like, I don't know... I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I
1: don't I've get... seen it in The Little Rascals, and I've heard it mentioned on some other things around that time period, in this.
2: Yeah, I think no I've seen it, it in an Adam Costello movie. Adam. And, like, I've... But in reality...
1: I just, I can't imagine this ever actually happened. I think I remember seeing it in a Marx Brothers film. Like, this is something that obviously... Yeah. Like, how would you do that? Ever. How do you sneak up on someone and then crouch down around them, put a long match in their shoe without them feeling it, and then light it? I feel like I'm going into an impression that Jonathan did on the phone the other day, and I don't know how to get out of it, Brad. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, let's try to get on with the show, Brad, because Benny has to call the teacher and use an old man voice to try to get his old friend uh, uh, out of trouble.
2: Yeah, he call he so he calls the teacher and pretends to be Phil's um old rube father. Um, and he also tries to hit on the teacher, which is really weird. Super weird, mate. But then they call Super him on. And they're like, Jack, you don't even know what she looks like.
1: Well, he says, uh, yeah, you know, her voice. was. She had a nice voice. You know, I, could, I think I could go for her. And like you said, Brad, the dude's like, dude, come the fuck on. Like, even his voice sounds like, Jack, no. You don't know what she looks like. And then, of course, his wife, actual wife. Anything he gets is gravy. <laughs> uh. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That's when he almost spurs her with the uh, yeah. trident once again before, dude, before the kangaroo sings. Yeah. They set up this cool, funny call. Maybe you play Adam and then guy finally arrives what made you hotfoot the teacher mate what happened mate you there you there do you remember huh how did it what made you hotfoot the teacher Ah, she she wanted me to spell
2: pomeranian i told i told her dog take it or leave it
1: (laughs) which may be one of the funniest jokes in the entire thing oh it's could it's not good. stop laughing.
2: It's ah, uh, this is I. Uh, this is again. This is just really, really good. Uh, this is much like Perfect Strangers. There's not much to say because everything is just really well done. Oh yeah. Um, no, there is something, because I, I don't think we talked about Rochester's costume. Um,
1: oh, yeah, I kind of brushed over that one.
2: Uh, so his costume, he's going to a Halloween party as well. He's going to close both of his eyes and be a Smith's Brothers cough drop. Oh. And then Jack suggests, well, maybe you could open one of your eyes
1: and uh, be a period. That joke doesn't land as well as the cough drop one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost 43. Times are changing. <laughs> Times are changing. Times are changing. But they're about to leave, and Jack tells Rochester to make sure the garage is closed so the v- little vagrants running around on Halloween don't turn the car over. Yeah. Okay. I, that, thats when—that's when we needed to start doing trick or treat more, like more treat than trick. When you're someone's pulling, turning your car over. Listen, this is why you to bribe children with candy. They'll,
2: like, turn your car over, like, write messages with soap on your windows, steal your sundial, steal your flagpole. Like, shit got crazy until we started
1: bribing everyone with candy. In the defense of children, all of the things you just mentioned were done by an adult and his posse. Only one of those things was maybe (laughs) done by a kid, and that was turning the car over in the garage. Yeah. Well, you know, uh... It was a different time. It was a different time, Alex. We before they go out, we have another band interlude, right? They sing another. Yeah. They do a, like another old number. Yeah. Which is purely instrumental. Pretty nice.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. So then they, they're out on the streets, and this is when we meet uh, Belly Laugh Barton.
1: Yeah. Who is a child. Like kid.
2: Right. Um. And this joke I will explain is, um. I think. I, I think it was an episode they had uh, Bing Crosby and um, uh, Fred Allen on the show, and they okay. were all competing because they were all trying to hire um, younger writers so they could get fresher jokes. And I think Jack went out with Belly Laugh Barton, who is like a kid, like a straight-up child, <laughs> and is is, is is the character of his head
1: writer. <laughs> okay, now that's, uh, that's much funnier. Yes. And, and adorable and amazing. So Mary sees this kid and is like, he should come along with us. And the kid just starts, you know, like Jack says, hey, should you should come along. We're going to go ring doorbells and raise the dickens. And the kid's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Aren't you like, you're an adult, right? You're on the wrong side of 35? Running around doing pranks in Hollywood? That's fucking weird, mate. And he asks him, yeah. well, how's the show writing going? If I told you, you wouldn't have a good night. How about you move along, man? Let me do my job.
2: Oh, that's pretty good. And later, um, it seems like... I guess he went to Jack's house to like get food or something, Yuck. because later on yeah. they're passing by and they say oh, Belly laughs and they're eating me out of house and home. Like most writers uh, have ulcers, and I had to get one, I had to get the one that has a full appetite.
1: <laughs> All of the lines are delivered with genuine sincerity. I I thought it was real. To be honest, I know we're having jokes. I know it's a good time. I know it's a radio <laughs> show. I get caught up in it. I'm like, you know what, Jack?
2: That's you get.
1: <laughs> I guess Listen, it was 1941. We could hire child writers. Dude, all of this had me super confused until you clarified it like yeah. about them all it's, trying to get child writers. Listen,
2: it is a it's a, a deep uh it's a deep
1: rich tapestry. It Really is. Yeah. So they're they're going from house to house just pulling pranks. They try yeah. to knock on this one dude's door, but he's not home and Jack gets a little paranoid. Like gets a little Dude, bit Ronald like Coleman. worried.
2: Yeah, they go to Ronald Coleman's house. <laughs> I love, and they, this is like, another thing about the Jack Benny show, it's like really set in Hollywood. Like, it's nothing but Hollywood references.
1: Oh yeah, that's where he lives. So there's these adult people walking around in like quasi-Halloween. There's a, there's a big kangaroo. There's mm-hmm. a little guy inside this dude's outfit. There's a woman dressed kind of in, in furs with a feather in her head. There's a devil Mm -hmm. And what does the drunk guy go as?
2: Um, He said he didn't have time to uh, put on a costume because he came from school.
1: So just a drunk.
2: Right, so he's just Just dressed like like a drunk. A
1: disheveled man in a suit (laughs) with a brown paper bag with his hat kind of tilted weird. Yeah. This is like a ragtag crew of adults. Oh, it's defo. Just sneaking around in the Hollywood suburbs. Just living the dream. Literally up to no good. fucking dream. It is a dream. It is a dream.
2: (sighs) <sighs>
1: but Jack I also love how Jack gets really excited about things And like, it's like anytime he's like hey gang check this out what we're gonna do is go knock on that guy's door when he comes to the door we're just gonna run away okay like,
2: well first the first one they do is they're going to Ronald Coleman's house and he's not home Yeah. so like he's not hey, home here's what we're gonna do let's steal a sundial and we'll put it in my yard That'll be a great
1: prank. Yeah, it'll be a great prank. Come on, help me, guys. Mary says, didn't you do this with his flagpole three years ago? When is the prank over, Jack? I love, love that he's it. like, oh Mary, come on guys, help me! But then the copper comes by.
0: Mm. Woo, woo, beep, beep.
1: There's not actually a siren. This is before. This is when cops walked a beat, and they're like, oh yeah. no, quick, all of you adults, hide in the bushes. I'm going to pretend to be the guy who lives here, and then he does a bad English accent.
2: Yeah, he does the worst Ronald Coleman impression. I think he's using a uh, he's using one of the donuts as a monocle.
1: Yeah. And the copper's like, hey, everything going all right tonight, guys? Why, yes, sir. Everything is splendid. Pip, all pip. right. Pip, pip. Later. Um, And they're all like, okay, I guess that works. But I love after that, he says, okay, you know what, guys? This Sundial thing's going to happen. I'm just going to call some movers to take it over to my house. <laughs> He's just straight up thieving.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I don't worry about the Sundial. I'll call the movers. Like... <laughs>
1: That's but great. he is also worried because that dude's probably at a party he wasn't invited to. And then apparently there was a time when he tried to sneak into a window at a party. Because you can never tell with all these Hollywood parties if you're invited or not. <laughs> you know, the
2: invitations get lost. You it's know awesome. how it is.
1: It's Hollywood. So awesome. Again, the oh. way it's delivered sells it all.
2: Oh, it's great. I, Jack Benny, was it's, he's basically the predecessor to The Tonight, tonight Show, really. Um, because actually, like one like summer hiatus... Um, Jack Parr took over his radio show, um, and Jack Parr went on to television afterwards and was the first host of The Tonight Show. So basically, there's a straight line connecting.
1: Wow. Jack
2: Benny to Jack Parr, Johnny Carson, and that's when The Tonight Show ended. And then it came back years later with Conan O'Brien for a little while. And then, then, uh, then The Tonight Show, I'm pretty sure it was canceled forever. (laughs) That's the history of The Tonight Show.
1: (laughs) So they keep going to Star's houses. They go to a French guy's house. Charles Boyer. Try to do that. Um, The copper comes back again. This makes the rest of his party like super antsy. Yeah. Um, At one point Jack discovers an awesome product placement where someone has written on the sidewalk in front of his house stuff about Jell-O's magic crystals (laughs) (laughs) and how they forever trap um, flavor until you summon it out with boiling water.
2: What is the um? They say there's something in in the very beginning when they're talking about they're talking about Jello and um the flavor crystals lock it in and time can't touch them. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa.
1: Beyond time's reach in the in the forever land of the molecule. What? (laughs) It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So they, they fool the copper again, this time with a bad French accent. He kind of breaks yes. at the end. Um, yeah. So when he sees the jello stuff on the sidewalk, he's like, guys, who did this? Clean it up. And one of the guys says, I'll tell the sponsor. Duchek says, all right, tattletale. That's enough out of you. Fuck, let's just keep on going. Say, gang, let's go to this other guy's house. What's his name? This is Basil Rathbone. Basil Rathbone. He played Sherlock Holmes. Um. Jack tries to run up to his door and knock on it, like, frantically, and then run down to see what happens, and he, like, falls down the stairs.
2: Yeah, knocks over milk bottles, like, breaks them, apparently.
1: Basil comes to the door. Hey, kids, this is enough, is enough. I got a movie. I'm filming a movie tomorrow. To which Jack is like, what a ham, which is hilarious.
2: <laughs> so then um, Jack's like, all right, all right. So this time I'm going to throw this rock at his door. And then he's like, oh, you're, you're afraid to try to take
1: the steps again, old man? Yeah, we'll not let up on him. I love it.
2: <laughs> oh, so good. And he ends up, uh, out, of course, breaking a window. Um, yeah, and so like, every, everybody starts to run, but uh, uh, Phil Harris has tied his devil tail.
1: Jack's to, devil's uh, tail, yeah, to like the post or something, like yeah, the guardrail? I guess. Um, so and he's trapped. He's trapped. And old man Rathbone comes out. Well, 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 Jack. Well, Jack tries to do an accent to get out of it, and he's like, "Jack, man, you're not fooling anyone with those yeah, he try, stupid he accents." Yeah, he tries to
2: pretend to be Charles Boyer
1: again. Jack, well, I was just having fun. Was it fun when you did this to my doghouse a few years ago? You know, I never found my dog. Where is my dog, Jack? And no, he says, "Um, Boyer. and uh, you turned over my doghouse three years ago, and where is he? I want that dog
2: back." And then Jack comes back with, "Great Sherlock Holmes, you are. She just had puppies." <laughs>
1: I missed that. That's amazing. Yeah. So Jack said, oh, "Look, I'm gonna pay for the window. No big deal. Just you know, a grown man out with his gang, threatening the suburbs of Hollywood, lying to the police. All in good. It's Halloween. It's tricks or treats, man. Later, Rathbone, enjoy your evening in." So he starts to leave, and then Rathbone runs down the stairs and says, "You know what, Jack? I'm going with you." Jack is beside himself with excitement. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna go over to that one old that one lady's house, and we're gonna bring, we're gonna ring her doorbell, and then I'm gonna kiss her, and then you can kiss her. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> like- (laughs) Jack.
2: All right. So we're going to Claudette Colbert's house and then we're going to rape her. What?
1: (laughs) Come on. It's all in good fun. It's Halloween. We're going to lie to the cops again. And that's kind of how it ends. Like that's. And then Jack comes back out and it's serious talk for a second because someone's doing a fundraiser. Yeah. And then that's it.
2: (laughs) Well, we also get another Jell-O commercial Um, because guys, I don't know, but Jell-O's got this new product. Um, oh. Sure, you've loved Jello um, gelatin for for quite a while.
1: Love it, standby at my table. But we got something new. It's called Jello pudding. What? Wait a minute. You mean like pudding like Grandma used to make? I don't think it's gonna hold up.
2: It's just like Grandma. It's just like Grandma used to make. Uh, in fact, even more so. Hey, well, how what? can it be more than what Grandma used to make? <laughs> it's it's like she made, it, but more like she made than when she made it. What's happening? Jello, what have you done?
1: <laughs> Locked inside every molecule of Jello pudding is grandma. <laughs> Essence of grandmas times 3 and time can't touch her there. So, they sell pudding in a pretty great way so much that I'm pretty sure I'm going to have pudding tonight after I the nice. podcast is over because I have it. Unlike Jello, I have pudding upstairs in my refrigerator. Kids like pudding. <laughs> so do adults.
2: Well, of course, it's this—it's it's, uh, it has flavor saver and uh, is more so than like grandma made.
1: God, what is your is d- Jello is gunning for your desserts all week because I guess back then after dinner you had a dessert every day of the week, right? I mean, I guess most adults do now, right? Could be, who knows? It's probably better back then. Pudding and Jello cannot have that many calories. Well, I know from experience that at least sugar-free Jello doesn't have that much calorie in it. Yeah. Caloral intake. So, that's kind of the show, man. Jack Benny talks about, like, a Hollywood fundraiser, and then it's over till next week. Yeah. Best dressed, worst dressed, Brad. <laughs> uh. On description alone, I'm just going to assume that whoever, the person with the best costume... Mm-hmm. It has to be Mary Because she has on Like best dress Obviously she's got on Okay granted Animal pelts is wrong yeah. And gross But it's a different time It's a different time
2: I was gonna say uh, Mr. Billingsley and his uh, Marie Antoinette I mean I'm oh, sure That's, really? that's a, a pretty involved costume
1: <laughs> Well for someone To immediately say That's Marie Antoinette Right How Other that's than a very expert costume Yeah that's super specific How are you conveying That in a costume alone It has to On word of mouth alone It has to yeah When Worst costume Maybe the Pokemonus one. Now that I think about it Because it is animal pelts yeah, Fuck the animal, times yeah. Fuck the times It's wrong
2: Yeah it's, I and can't you Can't know get it's wrong. that
1: That feather came from a bird too hmm. What is your costume
2: Also lady? What if, What about Don Wilson Dresses a kangaroo Carrying around another person In his costume <laughs> That's, that's a weird That's weird
1: That's super weird Hey man How about we do a kangaroo I'll be the kangaroo And you be the uh, the, the Joey What? Just go with it okay yeah doesn't he still follow dude around in his pouch at one point they say where is so and so he's not in here and you remember oh yeah there's a grown man walking between another grown man's (laughs) legs (laughs) the 40s were weird
2: yeah Mm. Mm. Was the
1: kangaroo suit a forerunner to like the the horse costume where someone was the front and someone was the back? Also, one of the worst hor- one of the worst ideas for a costume ever. No one wants to do that. Has anyone ever actually done that? Like, or is how just did a you thing successfully do that?
2: Yeah, I think that's just a thing that's in plays in TV shows. No one's ever actually
1: been two parts of a horse, right? How would you do that? How Not. would you fucking do that? You can't. Not. No. Unless the person in the back is like also got fake legs and they're like pretending to ride the horse, but awesome. you're not going to bend down into someone else's like Alex, backside. wait a minute. What if you're a human centipede? It's the perfect costume. <laughs> it's the only costume for a human centipede. That's probably where it came from. I it's just first uh, human centipede. Exactly. Being a costume. So maybe
2: you should what? stop being so prejudiced against human centipedes. They're people too. What are we going to dress
1: as? (laughs) No, we're a centipede every day. (laughs) No, it has to be something more than a centipede. (laughs) A horse! Okay. Oh, you gotta have fun when you're human centipede any way you can.
2: So obviously the kangaroo loses. <laughs> I think so. Like, Worst you're just like rest. sitting... You're
1: you're just hanging out in another dude's crotch. Not cool, man. No. And I don't care if you're undecided on your voting practices. You can't be undecided about whether you would to spend your evening running around the Hollywood suburbs in a man's crotch. Yes. Yeah. So who won and who lost? Now that's a whole nother thing. Basil Rathbone has his window broken, but it's gonna get paid for. Right. Maybe. Um, now one dude got not only his flagpole, but his uh, sundial oh, yeah. stolen. Ronald Coleman lost. Ronald Coleman lost. Mm. I mean, he's at the hit party, but...
2: True. Uh, yeah, Ronald Coleman lost. Um, you gotta know won? that that's
1: your flagpole. You've got to know. You'll know it's your sundial. But who won? I guess Jack.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Claudette Colbert lost. She's gonna oh, get molested. Claudette.
1: True. But that's in the future of the episode. Like, that's it hasn't true, happened happen. yet. Yeah, true. As she of right totally now, it's just is. locker room talk, Brad. Yeah. As of right just, now, it's just until, <laughs> classic ooh. boys being boys.
2: Until, like, he puts a couple of tic tacs in his mouth and kisses her like a little bitch. Um. It doesn't count yet. So, all right. <laughs> yeah, okay, it. agree. Ronald Coleman lost, and who won? <laughs>
1: It's a ragtag group of people going around the suburbs just chilling. I guess Jack got away with some shenanigans. Maybe Jack won. Jack, I would say either Jack won or uh, Rochester because Rochester just got to do his own thing on Halloween. It's true. That's true. He wasn't. He wasn't a part of any of this weird nefarious juvenile behavior.
2: I'm down with Rochester winning. Always down with Rochester winning.
1: Rochester wins this episode.
2: I like it. Hurrah. (laughs)
1: J-E-L-L-O. I have crossed oceans of time to find you, Ramjack. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ramjack. It has been an amazing episode of fun and delight in this, the terrifying holiday season. We're going to keep doing this show. Maybe call in with your own Halloween shenanigans. What's been going on? Yes. Are you pulling any pranks? Are you going into any haunted houses? What are you going to do for Halloween? What do your pumpkins look like? What's your pumpkin patch game? Let us know. Go to the website, ramjackpodcast.com. There you can find a phone number to call us, an email address to uh, correspond with us, and all kinds of other stuff. Go to the wiki. See what's up over there. Mm -hmm. How have we ended every episode in the entire run? There's a wiki page for that. Thank you, Jonathan, for starting it.
2: Yes, that's one. That's one of those things that I always wanted to do, but I, was, I never remembered to do it. Every time I'm editing, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I should start writing these down," and then I don't.
1: That's it's going to take effort, man. That's that's a long. Yeah. Even if you just went to every episode, I'm shocked that we're so far. We've almost done 200 episodes. Three you mean 300? 300. No, 300. My apologies. Yeah. I didn't mean to discount the other 100 episodes that we, we've done. This is 288.
2: Yeah. Oh, 300. Brad,
1: 300's coming. I know Scandal. there's some sa- scandalous secrets just lumberjack waiting to scandals. Lumberjack, lumberjack, sc- sc- lumberjack scandals. Lumberjack scandals. Lumberjack scandals. <laughs> now I'm even more intrigued. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, lumberjack scandals! And this the the Floridian like non-coastal city of Orlando?
2: Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Look at previous episode titles for clues. Ooh. Mm.
1: Mm interesting not really, but kind of not really but kind of interesting mm-hmm. guys when you're trying to navigate this holiday season rife with scavenger hunts an important animal fact to remember starfish is not a <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a
0: reptile right
1: i and it's not a reptile it's not an amphibian it's a star <laughs> now that you are correct there friend it is a it is a star it's it's it's
2: it's made up of uh gases and Plasmas? Um, yeah
1: every every everything that you would need hold up I'm actually gonna how do you pronounce this because I'll be damned it's an echidoderm but I I feel bad that I don't know the exactly it's an echinoderm I put a d in there when I should have put an n in there it's an oh. echinoderm Brad. starfish is an echinoderm remember it spread the word sure
2: are you sure it's not a fish
1: oh boy oh
2: boy is it a mermaid
1: (laughs) the disappointment in people it's just someone in a costume what the fuck did you think it was i cannot stress to you enough how crazy that was to witness what did you think it was Nothing but mysteries. I mean, no wonder there were, like, sideshows a long time ago that people got conned into going into and spending money to see, like, w- various random things. Because people, even in 2016, were excited to see, n- didn't expect more than a person in a suit at an aquarium show. So weird, Brad. All right. Happy Halloween. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.
2: Uh... <laughs>
0: of you. We've got a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do Forget about your women and that water can Today you're working for the man oh. Oh. Well, pick up your feet, we've got a deadline to meet I'm gonna see you make it on time